Welcome to the One One. I'm BJ Ryan, recording episode 131, uh, proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Perth Racing Guru is away for today's edition, so we're welcoming back Riley Morgan and Tommy Johnston to the One One. G'day, fellas. Bernard, how are you? Very well. Not too bad, BJ. How are yourself? Outstanding, outstanding. Um, well, thanks for chiming in. Very much appreciated on our Strickland Stakes Day edition. Um, obviously, you guys are uh, very familiar with the uh, – well, the, the, our listeners are very familiar with both of you guys. Been on the, the show multiple times. Riley, first of all, how, how's, uh, how's life treating you? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Still still ticking away at, um, at Tab Radio, so doing some good stuff there with some good people. So really enjoying working there at the moment and still trying to back a winner. For the battlers. <laughs> it's been a battle lately. Tommy, what have you been up to lately? Uh, just enjoying what the the fruits of what life has to offer at the minute. A bit of free time to myself, uh, going on a break uh, with PPA, who I'm with over the winter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just- That's your service, yeah? Yeah, that's the service yep. I'm with. And, the Prince um, of Perth, as yeah. he's known <laughs> to, his, uh, to his loyal followers. Um, and just trying, unfortunately, not succeeding in also trying to back a winner. So, yeah, been rough- few weeks but ho- hopefully the tables turned was good yesterday and hopefully fold up again t- on Saturday. Very good. How's the uh, the uh, bloodstock agency going? Uh, very well. We've yeah. got one that's just had two trials now and we'll go again next Monday. Its Monday name week. is? Uh, one Smart Nut. Um, <laughs> He's Good story uh, behind that one as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's a rig. He's a rig, right. Gotcha. But unintentional rig. One's yeah. hidden somewhere. Yeah. So, um, he's one smart nut and he looks decent. We'll, we'll see how we go at the next trial, but we've shown some promise so far. So, all well and good. Fickle old game, bloodstock. <laughs> yeah, fickle. <laughs> and you, ended up, you got a yearling too, didn't you? Yeah, I got a yearling as yeah. well. I got a press statement, Cole that's as well, gelding now that's just in the paddock. Um bouncing around from all reports. So really excited with that one as well. So good things to come, hopefully. Very that's good. Me, that's news to me, so that's good to hear. <laughs> TM, TMJ Bloodstock. Um, no, it's very cool. Both you guys are heavily involved in the game um, and yeah, very active participants in WA Racing. So spoke to Terry briefly and I've spoken to sort of my circle um, about the goings on in WA Racing recently. I just wanted to see what you guys are, and your, I guess, generation are. <laughs> feeling about the uh the announcement last uh, uh two weekends ago about the the pinnacles the new five-day race series 1.5 million dollar group one races the old Skyhill 1.5 million dollars a couple other things happening what when you what were your initial thoughts when it was uh when it was all launched we'll start with you rolling fantastic mm-hmm. it's a great initiative i think wa racing just needs that needed something extra and they've really put in an effort to really make it our own our own carnival and try and generate some more interest from over east and i think it's a really good initiative and i'm really much very much looking forward to how they how they structure and shape the pinnacles the talk of the the slot race that, that could potentially occur i think that's just a, a magnificent initiative and mm-hmm. I was listening to some talk on the radio during the week about it potentially being on Perth Cup days from what I've heard and mm-hmm. I just think that that could add that that extra that extra I'm not sure what we're looking for but Perth Cup day maybe the gloss has been taken off it a little bit over the last few years with some people are angry with it being taken from the 3200 back to the 24 and a group 1 to a group 2 and the, the traditionalists will say that we should keep as is but I think having the Perth Cup and, and another big draw card on the same day will really try and create that 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 real busyness and how special that day is for a lot of people in the Perth the WA racing fraternity mm. 
Tell yeah, me. Yeah, 100% agree um, with just the, the fact that it brings, like already it was, it's a massive part of the WA, like kind of as you look forward to Railway Day, Winterbottom, Kingston Town and lead up to Perth Cup. And Perth Cup was the one that I thought needed the big revamp, but just the prize money. And for me, like from a, and I probably take a different kind of point of view to most on that. I thought the big one was the Lestia. Was Lestia, is that right? That got the prize money boost? The, the old Skyhill State. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, the Placid Arc. Placid Arc. Sorry, yeah. Placid yeah. Arc. Yeah. Because you get, that race has always been so good without the recognition behind it from a prize money point of view. And you get now already like horses. So, Rumour says, who's just gone round one, two in a row, looks to be very talented, normally would go on with a prep. But with this new prize money boost, they've, like, they take the option of going like, now nah, let's set it for a Placid Arc. And you get this whole new range of horses that, you know, kind of don't don't look to target that kind of races, and they look beyond that. Where you can get get these good sprinting types that can just really go at the twelve hundred and that look from there. So that I think it's brilliant, and they've done the right thing um, in terms of the prize money in the big races as well. So it should only be positive. And that extra 1,400 metre race allows that grounding for horses that do come over the border and do come across for these big stables. It it's been a little rushed in previous years where you come over for the railway and you've got to go straight to the mile and you go to the Kingston town. Whereas now with that added 1400 meter race, you can use that as a building block to get up to these group one races that we do have. So I think it's a really good, really good initiative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so both you guys are early twenties. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like you guys have that, um, you know, uh, you know, your friends and who are not, full-time racing uh, like employees like you guys are or work within the industry um would just be interested to see what they sort of thought about i know i know it was always like i imagine you guys are always bringing along your friends to the races anyway and getting a group together all that sort of stuff but just thought that it feels like they're making a real effort to make this a real proper carnival a real event an authentic wa event where and listening to james oldring on the radio was like this is these four or five weeks, we want the whole national spotlight, sporting spotlight on West Australian horse racing at that time. And, and I think that's the right decision, the right frame to work within because really it's there for the taking. And we just have to make sure that we put on a product that's excellent, whether it's like making sure that, you know, we get the great trainers here, like your Wallers and your Godolphins and all the, the Ma, Eustace, all them, they have to have representation here, even if it's even if they're just names and the horses aren't necessarily the, yeah, they've just got they just have to be here, right? And then it's a matter of making sure that William Pike's riding, try and get Damien Oliver, Damien Lane, these guys just make sure, and that it just it's so that not only is it um, the racing is great, the tr- the the name recognition from the trainers and jockeys on Australia wide just creates this big buzz, I think. So yeah, there's been a big like. And it, it was probably still remain the same, don't get me wrong, but a big Bob Peters feel to our carnival in the last few years where he dominates everything. Mm. But like by bringing this new prize money into it, we kind of opening the door that there's a potential that these Eastern Staters come across with like actual intent because they send the second liners mm. across. But like you might find here and there that, you know, there's horses that don't match up to the, like the top, top level over east come over here and they're right up with our best ones mm. and all of a sudden there's this different different way of looking at our carnival from an eastern point of view as not like oh well we're, we're still got to beat the top liners in perth you're sending over ones that you generally think it can be competitive and 
can take out these races and set them for it like behind the spring carnival yeah well i mean those stables have so many horses that they've got to split them up somehow don't they like yeah, i mean so they so now perth with that stake money and i think what the 1400 meter scale was added like what riley was saying is it's one more option it's, it keeps them here for another two weeks and they've there's 1.5 million dollars we might as well, we're here now we might as well stay and make that the old Skyhill, whatever it's going to be. I think the name's going to be announced next week or, or the week after. Like it's just it's another. Did you like any of the uh, recommendations so far? Or the uh, suggestions to the the name of the new race. <laughs> the northern is the obvious one, isn't it? Oh, that's that's, that's for the um, King- Kingston Town. Oh, Kingston yeah, Town. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So, um, yeah, I've seen a few. Uh, few on Twitter. What was the anything that cat caught your eye? Uh, I didn't mind that it's pretty pretty generic, yeah. but I didn't mind the black swan. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a nice. I thought that was a nice uh, real W had a real WA feel to it. Mm. I did really enjoy listening to James Aldring on the radio the other day, and I just really like how the opportunity to do something like this has probably been there for a few years now. But he's come in, he's been really proactive with what he wants, mm. and he really wants to create a product that's appealing to not just the WA racing people, but also the public to create that event that real uh, landmark event that we are we're trying to build here over that five-week period just on that i just feel like it's the first time in a long time where perth racing and racing wagering west australia are both on the same page with the future of thoroughbred thoroughbred racing and 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 we're finally swimming in the same direction so um hopefully yeah i'm just really excited about this upcoming season and what that's gonna entail for us but just on the that the um the talk about the renaming of the Kingston Town Classic. I think the, the, you know, on Twitter I wrote that the Eurythmic Stakes has a nice feel to it, and which it which it does. He's a Hall of Fame horse, Australian horse, Hall of Fame horse. He's he's in a his statues in in a museum, um, in the Australian Racing Museum. Um, however, the op, the marketing opportunities with Northerly is amazing. Like not only do we have all this footage from his race day, all his all the images, he basically wore the west australian colors when he raced he was the gold and the the black maltese cross and he carried the whole hopes of a a state taking on you know the the rest of australasia back in those days in the world in in the cox plates so um we got a statue of northerly on course northerly lodge is basically in the background of the 1800 meter start like it's right there right there so it um it kind of makes a lot of lot of sense that 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 in Kingston Town Classic becomes the, in my view anyway, becomes the Northerly Classic or whatever they want to call it. Um, uh, but it's just the the opportunities to really stamp that as a West Australian Group One is um, is amazing, and uh, hopefully the the new the old Skyhill gets a gets a cool name as well that we can all be be proud of. Um, and yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of excitement um in west australian racing at the moment so um it's glad to share it with uh you keen racing guys as well because uh for what feels like we've just been in a holding pattern for a while you know the belmont park redevelopment that hasn't happened good way to describe it the the holding pattern the the sale of the tab that has been feel like it's been going on forever so it just feels like we've had so many balls in the air a lot of uncertainty but for now they've actually made some decisions this is what's happening and then we've all, all got this to look forward to i like the mug punter yeah, <laughs> the Twitter handle. The Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. So early, um, early signs are very promising. Yeah, I'm with hoping the, with the mug punter. I'm hoping the um, I'm hoping to get uh, James Oldring on the show one day to have a chat about all things Perth racing and get to know him a little bit better as well. But um, before we move on to our Strickland Stakes Day preview, gents, just touching on recent happenings in WA racing. Um, what did you make of the the uh, 
much anticipated Belmont Guineas clash last Saturday. Uh, from a from a punting perspective, I think it was even though I was on the wrong side of the result, I think it was a terrific race for for devoted taking that out. It was just you know set up really well and was probably one of the most hyped up Belmont Guineas and best fields assembled for it we've seen in some years and. Devoted was was spectacular and winning another Peters Investments winner. Michael Grantham also deserves all the credit for that. He's absolutely flying at the mm. moment as well with that new combination. Really successful since its inception. But other ones, son, I don't think you can you can really put too many negatives on that run. He's still run home in the fastest last 200 metres of the race. He's still big. He's raw. He's green. He doesn't do everything right yet. And I don't think he's the finished product. So although it may have been a little disappointing on face value and for me from a from a punting perspective i'm definitely not ruling out other ones son playing a big part in those races once they do get towards the the railway stakes in the kingston town Gee, the second horse was enormous wasn't it searching mm, rocks oh yeah huge um, huge and black lightning as well i thought it was yeah black um black oh yeah black, oh, black fancy. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. fancy yeah i just thought with other ones son just the way that he's been rolling in or laying in under pressure i'll I think in a perfect world, I would have liked to have seen other ones son sort of up outside devoted on straightening rather than being on his toe ball, if you know what I mean. Because mm. if he's going to, if he's, Chris is going to go for him, he's going to duck Because in. as you, you saw yeah. as they cornered that he really wanted to get back to his inside yeah. and he was really pulling against Chris to yeah. try and get back to that inside. And the bubble cheeker, I think that, did they put on a bubble cheeker? Yeah, the bubble cheeker did, yeah. wasn't really didn't really well. didn't have <laughs> I thought it was a little bit detrimental. I, I, yeah. I agree. I think that's the worst he's probably, he's probably laid in. It'll um, be interesting to see who goes on to the next race in the series. Uh, other one's son is definitely going on and Black Fantasy is, uh, my understanding is that Devoted and Rockinori are both heading out for a break. So yeah. um, I know speaking to Dan Morton during the week, other one's son, there's going to be more gear changes, uh, uh, JR bit and maybe blinkers as well. Uh, Keeping the, the bubble cheeker on? No, the bubble, I think the bubble cheeker is going to come okay. off. But You'd think what Devoted has been able to achieve this prep puts a bit more, puts a bit more, interest into how treasured star returns mm. when we see that galloper again given treasured star absolutely belted him last time they met on a racetrack so very interesting to see once he does come back yeah well, he, gonna, what he's capable of doing just sort of looking up now to see whether a stable return has gone in yet for him for her rather because i was looking the other day and it was still with grant williams but no it's been transferred to adam durant now so oh with adam yeah They're not sending it over i thought they might have sent that to that's, Daniel that's one that that's staying home so i imagine she's okay. probably going to be the number one seat railway. for um you know the typical bob peters railway type thing but yeah just touching on that that guineas obviously uh they're all just Devoted search and rocks black fantasy. I think Rock and Norrie has been unfortunate. I think that he led and probably wasn't he wasn't really his go. We didn't necessarily see the see the best of him. But I, I like the fact that these Belmont winter three odd races are becoming real pointers towards um, what's happening later in the year. So maybe a bit more investment in those races moving forward. I think there's opportunities to create um, a real. Uh, outstanding three-odd series there as well as the the wait for age series which the final leg on which we're about to touch on shortly i think i just just we spoke to i spoke to terry about this the other day about the wait for age series those horses that are getting the significant ratings increases i think if we're going to make those genuine wait for age races where the we want the best horses to compete and the best horses to win that maybe they all need to be worth three hundred thousand across the board and and something like that so that's something to look for look look towards in the future as well because if we're going to be wanting to keep our best horses in west australia 
A, we need to give them somewhere to raise, but B, we also need to provide them with the prize money on offer so that, that they just don't whip across the border all the time. So, um, but the winter winter's been at Belmont's been pretty high quality so far, and I think we've got another quality card to look forward to as well. Let's get ripping. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. All right, let's take a break. And we'll be back with our preview for Strickland Stakes Day. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Strickland Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Riley Morgan, and Tom Johnston. We're teaming up to record episode 131 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. Uh, it's just after, it's at 20 past 11 on Thursday, the 23rd of June. Pinjarra, they've already, the first has already been run at Pinjarra. Looks uh, interesting day weather wise we could hardly make out the horses in the first there so a bit of work for darren to do <laughs> yeah yeah i reckon he's gonna have his uh, work cut out for him calling those ones if the rain stays as strong as it appears in race one so pinjara i think there's what is it 10 or 11 today how many 10 10 today belmont and roeburn on saturday and we've got a broom meeting to finish the weekend this sunday so stay tuned uh during the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets get out stakes and unfortunately we're gonna have a one week off the mundaring hotels wa racing mastermind quiz we'll be back with two fresh new contestants on episode 132 next Thursday. So let's get rolling straight into Saturday. Strickland Stakes Day, Belmont, June 25. Uh, what do we got? Rail weather. Let's uh, just scroll up here. The rail is out in the nine meter position. We've got a 25 degree day forecast. Mostly sunny, light winds, bit of rain earlier in the week, bit of rain forecast today. Is that right? Yeah, for the afternoon, rain's expected in Perth. Uh, I think it's. I think we're pretty clear for tomorrow and clear for Saturday. So hopefully it's. Uh, there's no... There's no rain around for the uh, the big clash yeah. between West the, Coast and uh, Essendon at uh, Opera Stadium tomorrow. The, uh, the the bomb man who's, has been a bit like throwing darts lately with the uh, with the rain forecast. There's some days we in the last couple of weeks we've had fifteen up to fifteen mils forecast and have got have got one or two if that. So it's mm. uh it's uh seems as though he he hasn't been getting it right as much as he would have liked to in recent times but i think it should be a it should be a nice day for racing on on saturday a bit like my punting i reckon lately mm, but man the bomb man miss. got a bit got a bit <laughs> of comments trustworthy as that wind willy back in ascot season where that was all over the shop so the track if the track obviously there isn't a huge amount of rain forecast for the rest of today and we're we're just here on thursday we've got a dry day tomorrow friday with some pretty muggy weather around so mm. you'd think that with the humidity it, the track will dry out pretty well heading into saturday are we looking at still still looking at a soft five or potent is there the potential for it to dry out to a good four there's a bit of potential what were they um a soft what, five what was, it, was it a five yesterday yeah, it was a five I haven't yesterday. really had a good I haven't done my review yet so i haven't had a good look at the overall times just to see how they sort of held up as to whether it was sort of on the six side of five or on the four side of five, if you know what I mean. Mm. So, um, so let's see the the uh, yeah, they were still sort of yeah. The time suggested was probably on the six side of five at, at a glance, but yeah, I think um, bit of a bit of rain today probably replaced the irrigation that was that they would usually put on. Mm. No rain tomorrow. No rain Saturday. Twenty five degrees. Hopefully, it's on yeah. the on the four on side the, of on five. the warmer side for yeah. this time of year. So before we start. Are we uh, 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 
the Eagles any chance on Friday night? Just well, give me give me some hope. Like I, I was actually going to ask you <laughs> if you were if you were attending tomorrow night, BJ, because yeah. I was going to say that if you are attending, it may be your last time to see an Eagles win this <laughs> season. So this is your final chance. So take the kids along, and uh, I reckon I reckon get to Optus tomorrow night because it might be the the last time you. Have some hope heading to the footy this season. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think it might be our grand final. We do play Adelaide at home one more game later in the year. That might be a chance as well. But oh, so, yeah. I think if McGovern was in, I'd almost declare him morals. Yeah, well, I think Dom. Sh- anyway, too much footy talk. Dom, no, che- Dom no, Cheese no. laid out, but yeah, no, uh, Darcy Parish. Uh, okay, on the plane. So there you go. That's some interesting. Uh, it's a little tidbit for you. Oh, uh, anyway, come on, pray for uh, pray for those mighty West Coast Eagles. Hopefully, we can end that uh, losing streak tomorrow night at Optus Stadium. Race one of the day, none other than the free entry to Belmont Park Plate. It's for the two year olds over the twelve hundred meters, uh, eleven fifty nine bounce down there at Belmont Park and. Uh, how can you not love a free entry to Belmont Park plate? What a way to start the day. Start the day in front, don't you? <laughs> I love nothing better than walking 386 metres down the straight to get to my vantage point. <laughs> nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. And then uh, free entry. It's just amazing. Now, um, some smart horses uh, clashing here in the two-year-old uh, race to start things off. One cool gal, impressive on debut from the Morton Yard. Hang Glider, a well-regarded youngster from uh, from Steve Wolf. And there's a couple others as well that um, sort of shape the market also. I'll throw to you, Tommy, to start things off. What were your thoughts in the two-year race to kick things off? Um, I thought this was a little bit sticky um, in terms of the one and I've sort of took an eye on um, from the trials was Hang Glider and a trial down the on the 13th down the back straight at Lark Hill and just find it awfully hard to judge exactly how well it's gone. Obviously, we know from last prep it showed that it is quite talented and has um, a fair bit of ability, but you just don't know what horse you're going to get. Like last prep, it looked like it missed the kick and was like had quite bad manners and found just found a way to do a lot wrong. Um, so it's kind of difficult to assess true prices on these. Mm. And I, I thought from the race runners, I thought Diamond Command was a was a big run um, a couple of weeks back. Um, but from eleven goes back to last again and takes its medicine. I don't think there'll be as much speed in this as there was. Yeah, that the, day. the stable mate sort of had them um, the ill fated stable mate. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was tear away deceased. That was uh, that was very sad. Uh, that sort of created a very unexpected high pressure race didn't it so diamond command was the strongest late it was a good win yeah. but is it going to get the same setup on uh, on saturday it looks highly yeah, yeah exactly that was my concern mm-hmm. and then i thought one cool gal it's drawn eight but i found it a little bit sticky so and then simon miller's i thought was just it, i don't think it's one of his stars it'll be i think it'll find the front you don't put holly watson on with 53 kilos to take a sit surely from barrier one so overall i don't have a heap of interest in this and i don't I dare say I won't be betting early, but it'll be an interesting affair just to line up um, a few of those. That Diamond Command, One Cool Girl, um, it was choice, like how that those races actually stack up and mm-hmm. get a bit of a form reference out of them. And also, I'm, with like my own personal interest, I'd love to see how the hang glider form holds up from that trial. So, what what made it so hard for you to, to assess this trial, Tom? Um, probably the camera seven point nine kilometers away didn't help, and the fact that hang glider looks like it's one by point two of a length and it's one by two made it awfully hard to judge. What are we doing? Seriously, uh, what 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 are we actually doing with these farcical back straight trials 
that they put on and they give us a camera which is a conservative 7.9 kilometers away. <laughs> Telescope. You just can't matter? you can't get a gauge on anything. There's there's trials where the horse sat you, you look on Chris and the horse has won the trial by two lengths and it looks like it's basically dead on dead on deadpan in line with the other horses mm. finishing alongside it. Yeah, so those of you who don't know what exactly what we're talking about, the, the Larkhill trials, what date was are we talking? That was the thirteenth of June. We're down the back straight, but the camera was set up for the normal trials so you're you're effectively a long way from the action and and we spoke about this a little bit off air but it's seriously um, if terry was here there'd be a few grow-ups getting thrown around i'm pretty sure because i hope the powers that be and the people that um run the trials and um you know they they understand that how widely these um these sessions are viewed um, frame by frame almost to try to, to, to sort of eke out an edge when it comes to your punting and your, and your wagering and that. So it's it's important that we provide the best vision and the best, um, you know, official results as possible so that we can increase wagering and in- encourage uh, confidence with people investing in WA racing. Like this has to be a, this has to be a one-off. Do you know what I mean? Like it can't happen again. If there's another set of trials down the back straight, just ensure that the camera is in the right position so people can actually see what's going on. Like it's 2022. Like we need to be better than this. Seriously. So just absolutely shafts the punters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Good for the trainers. Trainer, trainer gets a, a run out of his horse, gets a blow from. From the trial, from a trial perspective, but for punters, it's just absolutely no good. Yeah, yeah, it is actually um, not ideal. But uh, Riley, are you in the hang glider camp? Are you in the one cool gal camp, or are you something uh, outside of the obvious too? Um, the sticky aspect of this race for me, as as Tommy did touch on, was the the number of differing two year old form lines that clash here. And what to me, I've marked this race four dollars eighty the field, so I'm I'm pretty open here in terms of my thoughts. I've marked one cool gal a four dollar eighty favourite here. There doesn't appear to be a huge abundance of speed outside Miller's debutant. So we know that the Machinos are a real freewheeling types that love to roll and find the fence. And this big filly certainly fits that mould. She's a real big horse and. Just the interesting aspect for me here is does Chris try and ride her aggressive and find the fence out in front and potentially try and cross Amjard if that runner is a little slow away? And I think if he can cross these, then she's going to be very hard to get past. But Amjard is probably the interesting one for me here. I thought her recent trial was really good when she was allowed to, to roll to the front once Carberry gave her a squeeze there. She really responded and I thought was going away from them on the line and relatively sharp time too for the morning. So the booking of Holly from the inside marble suggests to me that they are going to show their hand to try and hold the fence from that position and hold out any potential speed that comes across to try and put the pressure on but with just 53 kilos after the claim i think she's capable of running a good race on debut but no huge thoughts for me here on this race very open way to start the day mm. i was impressed with one cool gal chris bounced her out fired her across um sort of let up the there was a leader and tucked in behind the behind the leader and then they there was a bit of a mid-race sort of anchor drop so she's had to come back and then quicken again. Um, she just, she just got this lovely passage through, open mm. up for her as they rolled off the as they rolled off the corner. So I thought I thought it was pretty class there. And Hang Glider, really really nice horse. See the Winkers have gone on. Winkers were on in its trial. Uh, that's a gear change from last preparation. So maybe that I know uh, 
Steve Wolf has a lot of success with the the winkers on uh, when he when he goes for that that change. So for me, I feel like these two might clear out from the others. It's just got mm. I think they they're the two real quality, and they're both probably going to get the right runs up on top of the speed. Sean McGrady from four has hang glider well positioned. I imagine Chris Parnham is going to be positive again on one cool gal. Edward's choice is the bit of a fly on the ointment horse from a speed map point of view. Yeah, surprise packet on, yeah. on debut for our for our friend LK. Yeah, and it kept kept fighting as well. So And had to do all the work in towing the field up to that tearaway leader yeah. in 40 Thieves, and I thought how well she stuck on to run third. That was a massive run, and yeah. pretty good little push with Johnson Porter hopping aboard. So. It was a game run and um, and CJP hops on. So I think drawn directly inside one cool girl could add, could add a little bit of a uh, span of the works there from a map point of view. But we'll see how all that unfolds. For me, I've got one cool girl, 370, hang glider, 440. They were the two for mine. One cool girl is a bit, gal is a bit below that at the moment. Hang glider is $5. So there's a little bit of value from my market anyway from a hang glider point of view. Those two, Clear out one cool gal on top. Interesting runner for me is horse a uh, horse by the name of Paddy's Lad, $160,000 yearling, eye-catching trialer. Um, look out for him. Drawn three, I reckon he's just probably going to be ridden, ridden quiet and work home. Keep an eye out for Paddy's Lad moving forward into his preparation. I'd, yeah, really I'd, well bred. I yeah. black booked that trial and said this is a future staying type. Mm. Looks a real lucky we'll get over a bit of ground. Yeah, very nice horse. So, uh, yeah, uh, nice way to start the day. One cool gal on top for me. Uh, but, yeah, I do feel as though it's a flip of the coin between one cool gal hang gliding and the best two horses in the race and they might clear out and uh, settle down to fight it out. Race two is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. It's a 1,300-metre contest. Uh, Riley, these West Speed Platinums, I, I, they tell me you've been dominating these. So what these, are you races, <laughs> these races just shit you to tears week in, week out, don't they? They're a challenge. They're, They're a real challenge. Serious head scratches. Mm. But, but in saying that, at the at this current point in time, I think there is a bit of uh, there is a bit of value around in this race. I think from a map perspective, you're going to have native chimes come out and try and break them open, as you know, she's going to do. And Safety Bay will probably follow her across from the wide alley. Prize Pursuit goes quick from Barrier Nine as well. You've probably got Inflation trying to hold up leaders back from the inside draw, and Mister Mount Walker looks to get the run of the race here. So. From a from a punting perspective, current prices, what are we looking at here for Mr. Mount Walker? So Mr. Mount Walker has been $14 into $11 at the moment. And in my own personal market, I've got Mr. Mount Walker marked $4.40. Wow. So that appears that appeals to me as a as a as a good bet here. Is that Mr. your favorite? What's that? Is that your market? Yeah, four dollars forty favorite yep. in in, an, in another open West Speed Platinum. Mr. Mount Walker resumes off a recent back straight trial win, and we've already touched on what an absolute fast those events are. But from what I could see in the vision, the work did look good. Runs really well. Fresh is the key for me here. First up, last prep went around in a much better race in a sixty plus, finishing four lengths off recent Belmont Sprint winner. God has chosen, and only two lengths off Sun Sun, and actually carried more weight than him that day in that race. So. Uh, there was horses the likes of the Fagazi and Speed Dream, who we know have, have got some pretty good form, graceful girl form, and Speed Dream won the uh, the West Speed Platinum final recently in behind him, and I think that's probably the A1 form in comparison to what he faces here. I think he maps to get the run of the race from the draw with the main speed influences coming across from out wide, and I think he looks very well placed to be breaking through fresh. So at $4.40 as favourite in my market, I'm very happy to side up with Mr. Mount Walker. Mm. 
I'm not too far off. I've got Mr. Mount Walker 4270. So we're pretty close there. Um, <laughs> 4270. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not quite, I wasn't, I was thought the trial was okay, but I thought it actually might end up a little bit a pair back further and just might find a bit sticky stuck behind. Um, quite like a bad trail. I thought that won't be the place to be. Um, I really like the trials of Prize Pursuit. Um, I thought it's put in put in two big trials now in a row. Um, it's just a matter of where it gets to from the gate. I mm. think it's quite lucky that it's got like um, Native Chimes and Safety Bay drawn outside it. I think you can try and go with it early and and then drop straight behind them and let them go in front. So I think it's a, I'm going to jam it in the one one. Oh, um, jammed it in. And I've got it marked 450. So, and it's well above that. I think currently on Tab Touch prices, we're looking at $12. So for me, it's a bet. Um, absolutely. But there was a couple other ones I liked in this. Um, Gold Merits, I thought also trialed up quite well, but yeah, just- How's the trial? She's just absolutely savage to the line with a jockey in the saddle that's never ridden in a race before. Yeah, yeah I it thought was it was brilliant. a huge trial from Gold Merits. Just a matter of, I think that will look to try and find a three wide line. And if it does present itself, I think if it hits the middle of the track, it'll be the hardest to hold out late. I think it'll be the one that hits the line best but also and just, just to touch on gold merits as well is you probably look at on face value and see that she is first up and she's got no fresh form to her name but she has only been eight weeks between runs so she should have carried some residual fitness given her last race start was in april into this prep so and yeah it was flying at the time really mm, yeah really consistent prep exactly time. and then the other one um out of the trials was speedy miss but i just don't think it's set up is right here i think it's drawn to here will go back to last and run a nice fifth or sixth um, but one of the prices where I'll throw out that might come up later in the show is Mini Winnie. Um, I think you can put a line through the first two in much tougher races. Like I think it's a 66 plus against It's a Ray Day and a 72 plus um, or vice versa might be It's a Ray Day and 72 plus. But regardless, as versed horses that would be $1.50 in this field um, and just being okay but I just if it finds its best form, I think it has these covered. You just have to put up with the fact that Brandon Louis is on and um, hope for the best. Hope for the best, pretty much. But yeah, I've got it marked nine fifty, and, and I think it's double that now. That was so. a horse I really struggled to price because its last five mm-hmm. runs, four of its last five been in seventy two plus. Yep. Um, last start, uh, two starts ago was sixty six plus in a race won by Eoways. Eoways. So right. it's it's running. It's run behind Clairvoyance. Kenny Luck comes to time. He always and it's a radar and it now it's lobbed in a um lobbed in a West Beach Platinum. So yeah, I can see I can see where I was I was sort of just one of those flip flop flip flop sort of prices where and a lot of it was a bit of the the jockey. Yeah, you've got a senior answer. I've got a probably equal favourite to be honest in my opinion. Mm. What price were you, Mini Winnie? Mini Winnie, nine fifty. I was fifteen dollars. So I thought Mini Winnie. I share similar views in that. I'm, I'm a, have a bit of a reservation on where she'll get to with who's on board. But I think if she can rediscover some of that form and as a big class dropper here, then she'll run really well. All right. Yeah, it's just one of those races. I mean, I, I've my market was four fifty Arnie's boy, four fifty Gold Merits on top. So uh, I think we're we're all sort of in, sort of sort of heading in sort of slightly different directions there. And I, I tend to think that it could be a bit of a 
catch me if you can for native mm. times out in front as well. Like, Definitely not out I, of it. I didn't mind the way that uh, she boxed on last Saturday. Um, yeah, probably in a better race. Much quick, better race. Quick back up, straight to the front. Um, Su- suited also dropping back in trip, I think, to the 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Native Chines give them something to catch as well. But for mine, I um, Arnie's boy was very very stiff. Um, was that last Saturday as well? Never quite got clear in, in a West Speed race as well. He's going well, but you know Arnie's boy's run five from sixty one. So you got to take the good with the bad with him. So, but for, I'm going to settle with uh, Gold Merits Fresh eighty four days. Um, some of the runs last campaign in difficult circumstances from. Just landed in difficult circumstances, backish map um, pattern was against, but still found a way to um, work its way into contention. Uh, it's got a big finish. The trial was there. Uh, Lactar on board. Uh, if, gold, if the runs come and the breaks come for uh, for gold merits, I think uh, she'll be stronger slate. So I sort of think Native Chimes might pinch it, and if there's one to uh, get over the top, then it's gold merits. Yep, not too far off. Yeah, sweet. All right, that's the yeah, that's the West B Platinums for you. So probably something that we haven't even mentioned. We'll bow up and win. So race three is the Amelia Park Handicap, twenty two hundred meters. It was originally advertised as a sixty six plus. Couldn't quite get the top weight, so it's actually scaled as a sixty four plus. Um, this twenty two hundred meter contest. Are we all um, having nightmares about reliable star last Sunday? Well, in saying that, ask. Uh, Friend of the podcast, Scotty Embry, pulled both mine and Terry's pants down last week with his best bet, Sluice Box, absolutely belting out. So. Yeah, I think he was my, my best bet. <laughs> so so the there you go. So this is Scotty, Scotty's got one up on all of us there. Too strong, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah, don't know how. I mean, I would have had Reliable Star, I reckon, $1.10 if you'd said that it would settle in front of Sluice Box as well. So, like, it just was... Yeah, I don't know. I can't I, even argue because it got belted. Like, I yeah, box got, was, got she just looks so dour. Too good. I, she you looks know, so I, dour. I, I tend to think this might sound a bit of a cop out. I tend to think it was a tempo thing. Like, she's um, her first two runs back this prep were in low pressure mile races where she just gone back and run on. The other day, they actually went really quick for yeah, the, first, did, yeah. to the to the eight hundred in that race. So I actually. I actually feel as though it was a big big shift for her from what she's encountered her first two starts in a race uh, and it was uh, third up over a trip with the two mile runs and even though it's Adam and he was probably yep. – I reckon that might have just been what she needed and then a race-hardened sort of sluice box from a wily trainer <laughs> in Ash Maley was just ready to rock and roll on the day and just – and there was a big gap to third as well. So it was a – the jury's well and truly out on Reliable Star, but if I can just find her. Uh, I sort of treated it like a horse that was its first ever go at 2100 that you've got to be willing just to put a line through it and go like take it uh, yeah. as merits again and level up. Quick back up. Yeah. Yeah. So just so two starts ago to the 800, Reliable Star was almost nine lengths slower than average. So yeah. just. No low pressure at all. Last Saturday, she was going six lengths faster than average to the mm-hmm. to the eight hundred. So it's a big shift, um, and I think just that little that different type of pressure, that different type of race, might have just sh- shaken her. She wasn't able to sustain that effort late, and Sluice Box was. But um, but yeah, the um, it was it was disappointing to the eye. But I'm I've got a touch of forgiveness rolling into the, this race on the quick backup. Does anyone share my forgiveness? <laughs> um, 
I, you don't have to. I certainly <laughs> wouldn't be diving in again. I just thought. What are we talking price wise, Riley? So two seventy okay. yep. at the moment. And I thought. I just thought Sluice Box went past her like she was standing still. Mm. She she backs up off the seven days, which she has done with success in the past. She backed up. I'm pretty sure off seven days into the Natasha when she was a three year old and and ran really well behind Salaya. Johnston Porter hops off for Holly. Maybe mm. Johnston Porter gave her an absolute ten out of ten steer last week as well. By the way, so yeah. loses a bit of experience and probably a bit of grunt there. For me, I just keep I, – I did this race a couple of times yesterday and I just kept coming back to bold success. Okay. I just think that the, that's, that sluice box race last weekend is going to prove to be the superior form reference here. Bold success sat in the breeze on a very strong tempo and, gee, hit the front a long way out. I'd say they were probably 700 metres from home when Keshaw took over from a Barra Magic who was floundering and he was left a sitting duck, but I love the way he, he really whacked away to run third through the line and I can't see there being anywhere near as much tempo here. You know, Keshaw is just going to pop off and sit on the shoulder of the leader here. And, you know, that's how Bold Success does his best racing. And I think that the speed influences here. You've got Interstate. Got? Interstate probably yeah. rolls forward from, from the gate, compounds. Potentially Bonneville Black, not fit enough yet, hasn't got the conditioning, compounds. And should be able to hold a tactical sort of field position on his main rivals. And if you look back through his form, he's won his last two attempts off the seven-day backup. So I can see Kesh getting rolling here at the 500 and really pouring the pressure on, except the difference for me this time around is that there should be a bit more petrol left in the tank at the business end according due to the tempo. Mm. Yeah, I'm not overly keen on this race in general. I, I forgive Reliable Star, the horse. I don't forgive it in terms of this race with Holly on. I just think it was – I think it's a poor choice of – Jockey, if you put Johnston Porter on, I'd probably have it a lot shorter here. Just I'd happily take the 59 with Johnston Porter for this type of horse. Um, strange if – I don't know if it's stable instruct uh, instructed or Johnston Porter's decided he wants to ride Sunsphere. I can't imagine that would be the case. Mm. But um, for me, I just thought that was odd. thought Aragain was good last start, but he just does what he always does. Um, or she always does. So yeah. um, acting God sticky from one – even especially, though it was quite good last Especially start. when you consider as well acting God from one, you're probably three back the fence and you've got interstate falling into your lap. And one of black, black falling yeah. into your lap makes it a pretty difficult steer for Troy Turner. Yeah, I, I almost put a line through it. I've got that 11.30 here. Um, and Bolt's Really? Yeah. I just Which think is it's map? From, or? Yeah, just purely map. Yeah, right. Um, it does look very sticky from a map perspective as well. I thought last start and as well, he had the blessing of being able to go when he wanted with a back, like perfect three wide line back to follow and really grind its way there. I don't think it's- Whiting, a, a terrific staying rider, mm. his regular rider. Now you lose Whiting and you get Turner. So it just has to be, for me, purely on that, has to be a slight penalty, mm. especially when you consider that Troy Turner is going to most likely be three, maybe even four back the fence if he's a little, if he's a tad slow to begin. So Okay. Who's your favourite? Uh, I'm reliable star, 420 favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aragain six, Baltic has six fifty, eleven thirty for acting god. I'm three eighty, bold success, some aggressive pricing there. Cool. Four dollars eighty, Aragain, and six dollars reliable star. Okay. Oof. Yeah. I was yeah, three fifty reliable star, four dollars acting god, ten dollars bold success, Aragain and Sun Sphere. So yeah, so bit of a differing bit differing of opinions. Yeah. I think also I've had my hit on like I was on acting god last start. Yeah. So I kind so of got what I, I wanted out of the horse when um if if it lost or came second, I'd probably still be trying to find it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. I think, it can and be- I think 
Oh, this will be his go over time. This distance races, rage, yeah. yeah. I think this will be his go, but I'm just not sure this is his bright setup. Yeah, might feel it. It's got a bit of a stay out type of feel to it. This race, mm. doesn't it? Unless you're, uh, unless you want to, if you think there's value in the bold success sort of Aragain Sunsphere type range, um, which Riley sort of does. Um, what, what price are you talking bold success at the moment? Uh, Seven or six. Seven dollars at the moment on yeah. Top touch. Yeah, well, Terry's very big on it being outside leader, which and you could see that Kesh was sort of angling in the straight, was um, making a big point of trying to stay off the uh, off the fence so that he could get outside leader. Um, oh wow, okay, just had a notification come through about the uh, what's going on, the goings on at uh, Pinjarra Park. Was that heavy eight? Now? Heavy eight now. Heavy not, eight now. Not, not great news if you've got one in. Yeah. <laughs> Torrential down. A slow one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but uh, outside leader could be the spot for uh, the successful spot for bold success. But, um, yeah, for me anyway, um, for me anyway, it feels like I'm not going to really get any juice on the, the horses that I, I like. Riley, pretty keen? Yeah, pretty keen. Mm. I've taken some of the the nine dollars I did put up this morning with Tab Touch there opening quote there with Brad. So I Thanks, took Brad. some took some nine dollars this morning. I mm. just think that the way I've marked the race, that's over the odds. So I'm happy to happy to back bold success and see how we go. I love on the um uh, on the unhinged Twitter post it has like unhinged featuring Wes Cameron, Marty Young, Riley Morgan, and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, uh, it's just Brad. It's just straight up Brad now. Um, uh, he's just in that realm of first name only type operators for Brad. Uh, Tommy, last word on this race? He's just there for his innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll enjoy my beer during the race. Fair enough. Um, well, we'll see. So free, free entry equals free entry, and you earn your beers walking down the street. So. <laughs> Get to buy another beer with the uh, money you save at the uh, the gate. So uh, good times at Belmont Park. Race four, the Crown Perth Handicap. This is a ripper, actually. Thousand meter three year old contest, and we see the return of a uh, bit of merit, bit of a uh, bit of a spruik around for this horse, unbeaten in two starts. Impressive type, uh, I believe it was. Was it? On the market, it was turned close. down offer. I Tur- believe turned down Some offer. Big Hong Kong offers were knocked back. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, exciting to see uh, two from two. Um, bit of merit. Exciting to see this horse uh, back at the races, Michael Campbell and Lucy Warwick. But there's plenty of speed. There's plenty of sort of um, fast horses engaged. A top weight flying missiles, no slouch. A few other Saturday winners engaged. Um, nice race to dissect. But really, it does the, the focus does does seem to be the return of uh, of bit of merit. Tommy, you want to yeah, kick sh- off? Um- it's exciting um, in terms of that we keep another horse like this in WA and they're not sold over to Hong Kong. Another um, demerit as well. Yeah. Has he, has he I was thinking I was, this, I was thinking that this morning. I was looking at his breeding yeah. and I've gone, gee, demerit is absolutely flying as a sire at the moment. Yeah, yeah no so right to be yeah. in terms of a price point of view to throw these types. But it looks like we got a, a nice gelding um, that goes around here and finds a – suitable race in terms that they can probably just drop off and let the let the speed do its thing up front because there's about five or six of them that on any given day would be leading their like leading a race on right, tier. give me your map what have you my got? map this could be so far off it's not funny <laughs> but i'll go ahead and say uh my baby blue jean yeah i've got railing uh i've got heavenly waters in the breeze and that one's 
That one's tricky because I've heard Roy talk in the past that he doesn't mind sitting this horse, but I do think it does its best work leading and I think he's I also- I don't think he's booking Bo if he's planning on taking a and sit. I don't know. He's it's got a stable mate in the race. Well. You never know. So, I think that sits in the breeze um, and I think Flying Missile goes forward. I Originally, I was tempted to put him back, but I just think that they think there's enough speed in this. They might be able to slot in somewhere. Um, Red 53, I don't think, as quick as it went last start, I don't think it has the toe to keep up with these early, so I've got it part behind. Uh, one, Needs a bit of reprogramming that also. Yeah. I, would, I reckon they'll be pretty keen to cool it off early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. I've got Bopping Blue in the 1-1, one, one, but like 1-1 one, one could be 3-1 with the speed they put on early. And Senorita Dorot, sorry, I've got Senorita Dorote at 1-1 one, one, mm. and um, Bopping Blue following flying missile and hoping to get in and then bit of missile and a stripe i think are the two that sit back and smoke their pipe mm. i thought a stripe was huge last start yeah good. um on a day where the rail was placed to be and it sat no better than a three wide and um went straight past them so that's the my second elect but only had to lug the grandstand in doing so as well yeah exactly good win, wasn't it? it was really, it sort of really good win. never really looked like she's had that kind of strength uh straight from a race day point of view so to see her do that first up three wide no cover the entire chasing the field 60 kg a lot of merit in that yeah in that i one. think it's a lot better than it than it looks on paper just a however many lengths win but yeah. it was I thought it was really impressive. Unfortunately, it does come up against a bit of merit, who yeah. I think is a, bit a of better a horse. So, yeah, yeah it could be, could be anything at this stage. And then State of Power and Fatal Femme, I think, just sit back and do their usual races and offer a decent sectional home. Mm. Riley? I'm going to take him on the face value of his two trips to the races thus far in his career bit of merit and i think he could be a potential top liner here for for michael campbell and i just think from barrier two lucy needs to find some clear air when she needs it because she's going to be camped off a, a handful of runners that will be in front of her when they do straighten as it could get potentially a little tight for room there drawn the inside part of the track and just looking at that last start win, as you looked at, he's only beaten Crypto Queen, but the, the sectionals he was able to reel off there were sectionals of a horse that has far better things in store than a three-year-old handicap race. When and you when you see sectionals like that that are so far superior to any other runner in the race, it's it just it, it that's when you know like the quality's there because it wasn't like it was just such an outlier compared to every, the way the rest of the race, the horse in the race performed. Yeah, so. and in saying that, this is his toughest test to date by for sure. But I feel that. He's just he's he's just more than up for it here, and you've got you've got so much speed here that's going to set it up for something coming from behind. And the thing is with the speed map is you've got my baby blue Jean, who I agree he will probably hold the rail. You've got Heavenly Waters bopping blue, who are going to be hunting for spots. And if I'm Neville Parnham, I'm probably telling Taz to try and find the breeze on Flying Missile as well. So that could make a easy every lactar, lactar yeah, sorry lactar yeah. um to find the to find the breeze there. So. It could create a very bit of a ch- chopping at each other sort of setup that sets up for something sitting back smoking the pipe as, as Tommy touched on. But yeah, for me, I think bit of merit is is a really nice bet. What's a bet price for a bit of merit, gents? Well, it was two ten, but Michael Campbell has just come out a quote from the Races WA. He could be a bit underdone, but has the class to overcome it. So that's always positive. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Um, just just wants to be, just wants a little <laughs> bit more meat on the bone, yeah. Michael. He's I all, think he's all Brad's price this morning. Was like, that's yeah, not yeah not I <laughs> I thought two two twenty was an acceptable was was how I marked it, and yeah. anything above that, I'm I'm happy getting involved 
I uh, would love to see them to be able to make a bit of ground early in the day to uh, to be really to really diving in. But I think anything upwards of two dollars twenty for me is a is a good bet. And took some of the two sixty this morning. Well done, yeah. I at the moment just looking across the board here at the uh, at the agencies. So, but for argument's sake, we'll say a bit of merit, even money. Yeah. Um, and then the, the 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 corporates have sort of got my baby blue jean, a stripe, and. State of power next in line all around the seven to eight dollar mark. For so. me, for me, the clear danger to a bit of merit is a stripe. I think from you can judge from the, from what this filly was able to do fresh for Roy yeah. on debut for the stable. She has improved markedly from when we last saw her, and you'd think being being with Roy that that fresh performance she potentially may only have some improvement to come. So she gets some weight relief, and it looks a really nice setup for her. But she just may she may be bumping into a star. I yeah, I, th- I feel as though if if the fave's going to get rolled here, it's going to be traffic issues, lunging late and missing. Yeah, and if that's the case, the way that the way that I, I can sort of view that, maybe it's my baby blue jean rolling along out in front. Yeah, that has no trouble free CJP just on a wing and a prayer at the moment uh, might just nick it. Uh, but yeah, I remember interesting. I, remember, pla- I, I was just interesting placement looking at this race and seeing how you've got my baby blue jean here who you know is a is a high speed high speed free rolling horse and mm. you've got the stable mate bopping blue who's also very similar sort of races in a very similar nature my my knock on my baby blue jean my clear knock on my baby blue jean heading into this race was you look at her i think she's had three wins in her career to date i'll mm-hmm. just double check that but she's had three wins in her career yeah, to date yeah yeah three from six and she has been absolutely gifted the front in all three of those victories so i know with the pressure that's going to be on here i would love to see her do it in a high pressure event which she hasn't had yet so when she's got pressure in the past hasn't hasn't um really suited her but perhaps a bit of maturity and a bit of time rolling along um might help but yeah maybe there's interesting to see what the midweek nommies are next uh, on friday just to see whether there's a race there for for either one of Baby Blue Jean and, um, sorry, Bopping Blue and My Baby Blue Jean to see whether they split them up or whether it's just a programming black hole where they just have to have yep. to go around. So, um, so yeah, but just touching on a bit of merit, last time it raced, there was a moment, probably a two or three strides where even where Darren McCauley was like, well, oh, this thing's in trouble, mm. right? A bit of merit back in the field, needed luck. I think crypto had scooted clear or whatever. Um, like crypto does. <laughs> like crypto does. But it's still won by two and a half lengths. Bit yeah, of, like put it, away. it just smoked them. So um, with the speed on up front, low draw, weaving between runners, bit of merit. If it gets, if daylight happens, I think it's uh, it's all over. So no, um, no change. Franking that trial form yesterday as well, winning on debut in WA. Yep, hundred. I mean, hard to say from the trial because no change was four wide, no cover, and still under the stick from Brandon Louis. But <laughs> I, I dare say it doesn't help its chances. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Good little three odd race, and uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see bit of merit what it's capable of doing uh, first up. Um, but uh, just a bit of background for you, young fellas, on on Michael Campbell. Back in the day, Michael always had a very good horse uh, in his stable. He was a railway stakes winning trainer, machine gun Tom, uh, Paddy Carberry, back in the late 90s there. So Michael's like year in, year out, had one or two just either stakes grade or high class, open class horses and taking a real back seat. Uh, a lot of the time he's been giving other people his horses to train. I know Justin Warwick did a bit of training there for a long time. I think um, he's got a good slice of the ownership of 
bit of merit. Yeah, well. yeah. He, uh, him and his him and his wife have, uh, have been successful breeders there for for a long time. So don't be don't let the Michael Campbell uh, fool you. He's a very good trainer. Has been for a long time. Just hasn't really done a lot of training for the last uh, ten to fifteen years. So, uh, but yeah, nice nice bunch of three year olds, and uh, we'll find out a bit more about bit of merit come Saturday. Let's keep rolling. Race five is the Morley Growers Market Handicap. Uh, 1650 graduation interesting um 14 plus one here uh the one emergency diamond jack did you boys find diamond jack no midweek dancing yeah dancing definitely did not yeah i see there was some flux in or the interview some, with the trainer was good because yeah. the trainer certainly found him uh anthony Warren, did you have a bet yeah but from the uh from how he sounded in his post race <laughs> interview i think he was uh, i think he was pretty keen on his chances <laughs> Uh, very good. I imagine that uh, this is quite a wide open graduation anyway and uh, I imagine opinions will be divided. One thing I wanted to touch on while I was doing the form last night is the top weight Fangio last start, second up was uh, was taken backwards um, at the start, which it normally is. From gate 13, it settled 13th in running. You didn't get a lot of luck in transit. And then um, so when you think of Fangio, what do you think of its normal racing pattern? I perfect, perfect horse for a William Pike or a Clint Johnson Porter to ride. Yes. So, the my my point is when um, I like where you're going with this. When questioned today. by the stewards after last Saturday, um, Roy Rogers said he will instruct Fangio to be ridden forward at its uh, next future hour, starts. Which, future starts, which it has never been asked to do. So, does that mean that Roy is now committed? To sending Fangio forward from twelve, will there be an announcement to for the punters to know what Fangio? Because I imagine there's going to be nah, a few people. I don't think you could say he'd be committed. No, uh, knowing Roy, that's right. However, so so it's going to be the, yeah. Keep an eye out on Twitter just to see if there's an announcement about what the tactics are with Fangio. Because I think there's going to be a few people who are going to want to play with CJP jumping on board after having no luck last Saturday. Tommy, yeah. Well, I, I dare say from the. I'll go with the feel of the room. We're all on the same page here that I have Fangio top pick. Yeah. I'm glad last start that Kesh gave it a bad enough ride <laughs> to make it look like the horse actually was still going woeful, but I just think it was horrible. Like it was not not sure what he could have done. I think he would have won the race from where he was sitting, but it's just it was almost a perfect setup in that now you put a senior on and I'll happily take the 61 kilos in mm. this. And I know 11 looks a little bit sticky, but there's – has to be a three wide line yeah. here if yeah. not four wide line because like there's not a heap of speed in this they're going to be somewhat bunched and i'm happy to be on the horse that i think then maybe testing life can match it but i think has and fashion queen in different circumstances but mm. i think Fangio has the best sprint out of these and can reel off the quickest last 600 um i've actually got it selling in the three wide line midfield um, so I don't think it'll be too far off him. That's the thing that that's that's where I, that's what initially when I mapped it, and then I was just just had that question mark floating around whether whether they um, whether they do go forward. But I think that just the draw they can't go forward. No. Sure, otherwise it's going to be leading up the three wide line. So it's got to be three wide with cover, doesn't yep. it, Fangio? Um, so just just so I can get the words right, uh, 
Trainer advised was unsuited to getting back in the field and he will instruct it to be ridden more positively from the start and settle on the pace if possible for future starts. So there's a couple of- A horse that's won every career start from last was unsuited <laughs> to being raced back in the field. <laughs> that's an interesting or, one. Or the stewards have accepted it. So it must be, it must be gospel. You, but I see there's a couple the, of ifs and buts and whens. And, and can you feel the presence of Terry in the room with a big old <laughs> grow up Roy? <laughs> It's it's just a, it's interesting that that sort of slid through un, unchallenged according to the stewards report anyway. But I would have thought that it's like well I can't see how Fangio was unsuited because that is its normal racing established racing pattern. But anyway, just it just gets the feel of there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be wanting to support Fangio with uh, man of the moment CJP jumping on board. Yeah, I've actually marked Fangio favourite in my market at four dollars twenty. So oh. I've, I've marked Fangio quite aggressively here. I agree with everything Tom has said so far. I think the booking of Johnston Porter is just a huge jockey change. It's the perfect jockey change. This horse suits a, a rider like him perfectly. A huge class dropper from a seventy-two down to a sixty, and she's won with sixty kilos before, and this is. Looking at her previous starts, this is by far the easiest race she's encountered for some time. And yes, she does have to do it with the big weight, but I think a senior jockey, the like of the, probably one of the best, the, the, one of the two best senior jockeys we have in the state at the moment, will make the world of difference. And as Tom said, I can see them bunching on the corner and blending in three, four deep with cover. Yeah. And I think she's going to take the world of holding out. So just almost, the, almost feels like a almost a similar steer to Billy Ray last last Saturday. I mean, they. I think there was a four wide line in that race, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure there was a four wide line, a bunching mile sort of um, full field. Um, yeah, similar similar sort of steer to, to Fangio and just chiming uh, to Billy Ray, apologies, last Saturday. It just has that sort of three wide cover uh, peeling, um, cutting them down late top field. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. And at current prices, what tab touch at the moment? You're seeing eleven dollars. Mm. I think that looks a that looks a real nice, I'm a real nice. That. What's that? I'm under half of that. Yeah, price. so I'm four dollars twenty. So I've marked this race pretty aggressively. I think um, the eleven dollars around Fangio shapes up as a as a really good bet on the weekend the clear danger for me is memorable miss i think you have to be completely forgiving of that first up run mm -hmm. although not mentioned in the stewards report she did look to be really getting into her work once they straightened and picking up between runners before being completely chopped out at the 200 meters just for me the issue is is the race shape and where she gets to from that gate as we do know she has a tendency to be really slow away mm. at times and this looks to be a race without a real great deal of tempo but in saying that if they do really bunch on the corner and chris is in that three deep moving line we have spoken about she could be in that sweet spot and get the perfect yeah, run that she coming, needs to coming with yeah, Fangio, yeah. To, out, to out sprint them in the straight so i think you can i've completely penned that first up run i'm not sure it was uh the, the greatest steer of all time either mm. but i think she's these fangio and memorable miss the two i think that are above the rung here in race number five yeah i agree the horse that i just really just wanted to be on next start because i was on it second up and I've just been waiting for a senior to go on was Fashion Queen. Uh, first up, Holly Watson uh, got back in a very slowly run race, hit the line hard, uh, good splits, good late splits. Last start, probably should have run a clear second to stable mate Billy Ray. Um, Holly got back uh, when was trying to follow Billy Ray through, got chopped out by Blow Me Out, then sort of come was coming again, went to the line as well as anything. The Very interesting that 
uh, the connections have gone for Taj Dyson. Uh, I don't think Holly's got a ride in this race, has she? So Holly off, Taj on. Don't know. I've, it feels if I was just waiting for Johnson Porter, maybe down in the weights, sort of type setup. Um, Chris has Barn. to be has to be the setup for her. Yeah. So I was just it was just like um, whatever fashion queen goes next, uh, I want to follow. One of but two. One I just don't two. feel as though it's, it's a good it's a good uh, booking for Taj. It's going to be a tough steer for him in a bunching field, sort of back backish, maybe f- uh, mid back. Um, it's going to take a lot of finesse, I think. So, yeah, it'd be, inter- it'd be interesting to see how she goes. But I think she's ready to win. Um, maybe she gets out to, um, you know, something significant. Betfair late might be a, a, a sort of opportunity there, but that's sort of a bit of a bit of a hail mary just with the shape and the the, the booking. I think. Yeah, you, she's one of she's one of two Cerise and White runners on the card. We'll touch on the other one later. Who mm-hmm. I have been waiting to get a senior jockey back on, and we just haven't seen that here. So for me, you have to have to penalise the fact that a senior jockey isn't riding. Yeah, hundred. Uh, for me, just I thought third up would be the go with yeah. a senior on, but maybe we have to wait one more. I think she was double nommed. So and, and maybe the the uh, the other race just didn't wasn't wasn't suitable. Maybe it was Barry Twenty at weights or whatever. But yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be yeah. Taj is going to earn his uh, his riding fee on on Saturday with a horse that likes to get backish in a race without speed, which means that there's not going to be a lot of separation and a lot of a lot of galloping room. So we'll see how that pans out. But I think we're all sort of sort of aligned here. This could be trigger coming to town, going bang, Fangio. Could be a big day for Roy. Yeah, it could be a big day for Roy. I reckon I might need to stock up on two-minute noodles if we're all on Fangio. <laughs> <laughs> race six is it the- It gives me the feel of ho- it's a horse Terry would find in that race as well. Yeah, he's probably he's probably cursing us that we've actually found it. Yeah. Uh, knowing Terry. Gives me a real Terry Lason feel, Fangio. <laughs> uh, race six is the uh, owner appreciation race day handicap. Uh, what's happening here, lads? We've got uh, oh, we've got the return of uh, Bernier to survive. Another very smart uh, horse on the way up, unbeaten. Bernier's to survive. Oh, unbeaten? Beat. No, no we've got, got beat first, first start in the race. So I think it's won its last four. Time the outburst was very heavily supported. Last start was no match for um, It's a Ray Day, among others, in a very hot race. Um, and there's a little bit of other. Form to work with, uh, false statements racing well, and ultimate command, a big weight dropper down the bottom of the field. They bounce back after a shocker first up to win well uh, midweek. But uh, ultimately, it feels like um, the whether you want to go Bernard to survive from a sticky gate first up from a break, or whether you want to stick with uh, the money horse timely outburst last up with uh, Holly going on from gate one. Initial thoughts, men. Good race. Uh, there's good speed here through mm. through timely outbursts and Holly. You know, Paul Lee always rolls and you suspect with the featherweight that Kesh will roll forward on ultimate command as well and cross statement can also go pretty quickly. So I think there's some really good tempo here and it probably sets up for something that does have a big turn of foot to be to be finishing over the top of them. I thought Big Bernier was one of the finds of the summer for Jason yeah. Miller. I thought yeah. that was a to put four in a line working from a, a maiden up to a up to a sixty six. It is just something that's incredibly hard to do, and without doubt, he's an incredibly progressive progressive type. Just, just on that as well, I was very slow to the Bernier. That was he was a extreme, extremely slow burn for me. I uh, was Bernier to survive, but he showed versatility as well. It looked like he was just a bit of a get back run on mm. type. And then his last win up in grade, Ponov just um, jammed him in the the one one. 
um, and was too strong again. So the, there's versatility, obvious talent, good yard, um, CJP on board, ticks a lot of boxes, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think the trials have been a pass mark for yeah. me, just a pass mark. I thought the most recent was probably better than the first. Um, race day is obviously a different beast, but for me, what I did take from his initial prep was that he's a big horse that takes a little while to hit top gear. He really needs to wind up into his races, but when he does hit top gear, he has one of the more powerful finishes on him that I've seen in recent times. And I do think with this pressure on up front, as I have touched on, it sets up for something that can find some cover and blend into it and finish over the top with a big turn of foot. I love the booking of Clint Johnston Porter. as <laughs> It seems to be the tail of the tape with this card at the moment, yeah. just following the, the form jockey in, but he's got some great bookings on this card. And I think that he is a big chance to kick off the prep with another win. I think he's he's obviously a winner. It's just whether or not he is the right midfield to backmark horse you want to be on. I thought false statement was a big price for what I thought was just about the run of the meeting last start. He what price were you false statement? Ten dollars at the moment. Yep. So. He missed the kick from a wide gate, back to last, got onto the back of the eventual winner, Star Trade, into the corner and just rocketed home for second there, running some of the best splits of the entire meeting. And if you look at that race, it's proven to be a pretty handy little form race with Star Trade winning again since and the mm -hmm. third horse, No White Flag, also winning last weekend. So potentially from the gate could hold up a pair or two closer here and finds a race with good pressure. He's you, absolutely you would fine. Think, would, would Bernie to survive finish vastly superior to false statement you wouldn't no, think so no, no there wouldn't be a lot closing speed wise would there no like, exactly so. right and i've gotten pretty tightly compacted in my in my market as a mm. result of that of what you've just said so it's an interesting race it's just whether or not you want to take if you if you like bernie to survive because you know he's going to get back and run on you kind of have to like, like false statement yeah 100 100 so currently for me I'm, i'll let tommy take the floor here mm. i'm three dollars 80 bernie to survive 440 false statement and 550 timely outbursts as the clear top three in my market mm. tommy i am 380 false statement um i'm really keen here i'm a bit annoyed last start where i was on i've been on it first up on it um last start and to run like run second running second at that price you kind of get double stabbed because you don't get the collect and then next start you get harmed a bit where <laughs> if it just runs a nice seventh we probably see 18 dollars here around that mark mm. but i mean 10's plenty and it's enough to get me and drawn better here so i can probably i think norwich might actually be in a tough spot that you can follow it and then just get off its back as soon as possible um and probably have two lengths on bernie to survive at the at the bend mm -hmm. and i don't know if bernie survives a going well enough um based off its trials and b has a good enough turn of foot to convincingly say that two lengths is it can like it's close enough past. to get yeah. past yeah so and this is on the basis that they are going to go pretty quick up front i'd be very surprised if they don't I think Timely Outburst is the one that'll pull out of that speed battle. They've been talking all prep about um, taking a sit on it and getting cover. So Booking booking the apprentice to, to, to take a sit though. From, yeah, no from comment. the inside barrier. Um, but I think I think with Paulie in the in the race, so it just takes a bit of the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes it yeah. obvious where before like you're versing against a radar, you probably don't want to take a sit in a race where you'd rather a extra length on it. But here I think that they can afford to take a sit. What what did you think of Timely Outburst last start? Uh, I was hmm. I was harsh initially, hmm. but then I went back and properly reviewed the race, and there was certainly some merit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, was the 
the because horse, horse again, Jamie's missed the kick and then drove up inside. Yeah. So it, it looked like she got there kind of easy, but ended up probably having to do a bit more work. And then when Agreed, then 100%. when it's it's a radar's happened to drop in from twelve into the two one yeah, or whatever. The best spot of the year. And it was like, oh, and well, it's game over. It thing, looks so. it just looks bad on face. Well, it looks disappointing on face value because it's a radar's basically gone past her yeah. at the top of the straight. So they've they've cornered. They haven't gone very far, and it's a radar's just gone straight past, which is why I've thought, oh, maybe it was a bit of a gutless run yeah. but on review she did have to do a fair bit of work to get to the breeze with charge obviously stepping that fraction slowly and then yeah. really bustling up yeah so i think brad just thought he was going to get to the front and then all of a sudden yeah. charge was there up inside him and then i just had to recalibrate but just felt like she was sort of just revving um a bit more than what she needed to at that le- at, at that level i think if she at that grade when you're racing against it's a radar you, you sort of have to to be able to beat him, she probably needed it just a little bit softer. So, yeah. which she might get on on Saturday as long as she doesn't like toe ball, poorly, poorly can roll, roll and really take you out of your comfort zone. So, um, got to be Holly's got to be a little bit wary of um, of not getting sucked into the race by poorly and getting taken out of her. Um, I guess overexerting early. Yeah. Where have you mapped Ultimate Command out of curiosity? Um, I was sort of outside, basically just pull, outside. Like pull outside of Outside pulling. time of the outburst. So, oh, outside of time yeah, of the outburst. Yeah. Right. And then cross statement, have you got I going had, forward or yeah, taking a sit? I've got cross statement um, outside poorly, but not quite outside poorly, if you know what I mean. But I'm happy to reverse cross statement and ultimate command from a spell with the two yeah. sort of- I just struggled with like, I know they've said on cross statement, like they took a sit that time. They Oh, they were meant to be taking a sit that time. They won. Yeah. I feel like the stable has an opinion that- the horse is better with yeah. a better horse with the a horse sit. just begins so quickly yeah yeah so i don't know here if whether they're tempted to look at the speed map and the speed inside it and go well pulley will go forward ultimate command will go forward and time the outburst will go forward that they're almost guaranteed a spot yeah. in the one one if they really want it yep so that's again, again a bit it tricky. Just, de- just depends how aggressive they are with ultimate command really yeah, isn't it exactly um, uh, and i, I think you i think you have to be with the 52 kilos you do yeah yeah I think that's the I think that's their thought process behind booking Kesh or obviously with only only carrying the fifty four. Actually, I think you're right, Tommy. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think Paulie's going to lead. Uh, Ultimate command is going to let Paulie cross and then pop out to be outside it, but not necessarily you know on its girth. And then yeah, there's a spot there for um, cross statement. cross statement with um, Tommy outburst sort of leaders backish type thing. So yeah, good race. I think me. I think we see quite similarly here in terms of a price perspective. False statement is the overs there at ten dollars. I'm three eighty. Definitely, definitely. So I'm four dollars forty. I'm happy to back false statement and um, am already on, and I'm happy to probably chop out Bernier to survive, depending on what price we see there, because he's currently under my under my odds, and I'd want to probably see four dollars forty around upwards of that on Betfair late to be playing. I was 450 timely, 450 Bernier, 650 false statement. So uh, false statement at the current price is, uh, is the bet for me. There's a little bit of meat on the bone at this stage of proceedings anyway. Race seven is the Heineken three handicap. It's going to be an interesting race to chat about, gents. It's a rating mm. 72 plus over 1,400 metres. Just keep an eye out. The minimum has been raised to 55, uh, up to 55. So... Um, 
Itzerado, who we'll be speaking about shortly, won a uh, won a very strong race last start, which timed the outburst run fourth in. Second and third in that race was MTA and Chili is Hot. They clash here. We've got Featherweight. Eeyore Ways is going 1,000 metres to 1,400 metres, uh, third up into its campaign. And um, Brave Dream, who is uh, quite well regarded, resumes. Chevelle de Varga could be an improver second up. So there's a bit to dissect here. Who wants to take the reins here? You're a confident one, so I'll let you go. Yeah, this is probably the race I'm most keen on getting really? involved in on, on the more. weekend. So <clears throat> in terms of a map perspective here, I think that there isn't a lot of speed engaged and Keshul comes out running here on Chevelle de Varga and should be able to do so with a degree of ease. They were aggressive last start with Featherweight and he, he flopped. So I'm expecting somewhat more conservative tactics here, although drawn well. Position of power is happy to hold up leaders back and I think Keshaw gets the opportunity to dictate proceedings here. And although the performance first up looks disappointing on face value and on paper, I thought that there was plenty of merit in Chevelle de Vargas' uh, fresh effort through 11 of 13, was three wide, no cover throughout on a pretty strong tempo. I thought he looked gone at the top of the straight, but once Keshaw gave him a reminder... I saw a glimpse of that characteristic toughness that we know he possesses as a horse, and I thought he'd really picked up again before being completely chopped out of the 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really think he was that gonna, he, he was going to not be exactly in the finish, but he's probably no, going to be beaten. Yeah, but he was like probably going to be beaten two, yeah, two yeah, lengths. Yeah. Exactly right. So I think here, run under the belt, stepping out to that 1,400 metres, Keshaw's got the opportunity to just roll to the top virtually unopposed and dictate proceedings. And we know pressure on upfront or not, how hard it can be to get past this horse in the straight he's an absolute bulldog and at the current price of eight dollars i've got him marked a very aggressive slight favorite here over obvious deserving favorite mta at three dollars eighty so eight dollars i love this setup and this is best bet of the day territory for me chevelle de varga love it love it i mean what a what a prep he had uh last time we just went midway it was midweek mid or oh, northern was it northern northern midweek yeah. Then he's uh, won two two graduations, won a 70-plus, beat Bruce Almighty in an absolute two-horse war. I think Bruce Almighty came out and won – did it win a listed race after yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it did, didn't it? Um, was favourite – $2.80 favourite in a race won by a resort member for a spell. And, yeah, Riley was – just wasn't the right setup for the other day. It was caught in a sticky spot. And you're right, it was boxing on until it got chopped out by, was it all day session? There was a bit of a scrimmage yeah, there. Yeah, there was a real scrimmage. There's someone. The, best, yeah. the funniest part about this is I could be wildly wrong here, could be wildly incorrect and could have seen something in that run that wasn't there. But I'm, I'm sticking with what I think this horse is capable of. And when allowed to to find the top and roll, he's in well, who, is, it, is there any horse who would who's going to potentially stop him from leading if he wants to lead? I no, I can't see anyone oh, stopping thing. from finding the yeah. I couldn't find one. And for me here, prices permitting, for me, this was a, an, a simple back for a collect, real good collect there on Chevelle de Varga and save on MTA. That's how I was thinking of playing this race if, if prices permit. So that's the way I'm looking at this and it's probably looking for me to be uh, my, my biggest outlay race of the day. Oh, Tommy. Love it. Tommy. I saw it a little bit differently. Um, all granted that Cheval de Vaga will find the fence quite comfortably. I don't think I don't think you can find it soft enough that MTA sitting in the one one can't go past. Like it's been huge its first two. Um and just does map a dream again. Um so for me, like I've got MTA favourite. I don't want to back MTA just yeah. for that reason that but it's just not a reason to go against it. I thought Chile is hot was huge last start and I've I'm convinced that it's a better 1,400-metre miler than it is 
uh, stayer. Yeah. Like it last prep through the um, Phillies and Mayor series, it should have won the the Latrice. Oh no, the one before the Latrice. The, the, the Starstruck. The Starstruck. The it Mile, was, yeah. Yeah, it was yep. huge in that. Like, couldn't, and it was huge first up over the 12, everything. So, like, I convinced it's actually a quite a good sprinting match. It's just a matter of what passage he gets here. If you could guarantee that it gets off um, position of power, who I have four million to one in this, gets off its back before the straight and does get a crack at him, I think that that's actually the one to beat. I've got that March six, um, but for me, it's just this is such a danger race where I think if Cheval de Varga gets it soft enough, it might it probably wins if it. If MTA is a length off it, it probably beats it. And if Chile is hot, gets a clear passage, I think that beats it. So for me, it's just a it's an opportunity to stay out and let them go around without my money. To 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 I I see Tom's point of view there regards to Chile is hot. I just thought yeah, that for fresh run could have potentially been, and I could be wrong here, could potentially have been that classic stay out, freshened up, really sprints sprints well with that freshness in the legs sort of thing and you need to be a little cautious heading deeper into the prep of that mm -hmm. looking towards looking towards this race that was just my sort of my little knock on Chile's hot yeah heading into this yeah it's a interesting one isn't it the um i was watching that replay of the it's a rate a mta Chile's hot race multiple times last week and there's Love that there's, there was a moment, MTA actually began better than It's a Ray Day and Sean O'Donnell was just that little bit hesitant early and It's a Ray Day basically took its spot. Yeah. So that and um, then- O'Donnell was hesitant. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, that moment in that race cost MTA the race and also he was probably a bit stiff not to win first up, wasn't he? Yeah, like in that Rock and Ori, Search and Rocks sort Completely of finish. Deserving so. favourite here. Trevor's got this horse. The stable's going well. There was a period of time there where MTI, MTA was the only horse that was really going consistently, racing consistently well for that particular stable. So yeah. the stable's going well. MTA's um, a four-year-old um, now, uh, like rising five-year-old, probably fully matured, ready to go. His two runs have been irresistible, but the the market's really really all over him at the moment. The 290, yeah. $3 sort of feels like the gap between him and Chili is hot, even though Chili is hot sort of, has been is firming while we've been recording. Especially, it's too great. especially if he does grab that one-one position in running, as as Tom touched on. I think from from barrier five, if he does grab that one-one position, he's going to be ultra hard for the horse I like to beat. And if he carries his form through, I just have a few little trust issues with MTA. Yeah, and yeah, a few trust yeah. issues. He's had a tendency is he, to is also a be a little bit slow sometimes. Yeah. And then he jumps really well. Then he puts in a belter. Then he puts in a stinker. Is I he just, a winner though, MTA? I think that's the thing. So know, I so. thought he was a fresh horse and puts in a flat one, but yep. last start was a like mm. huge effort. So I'm kind of Perhaps convinced they've turned a corner. What price is it? I mean, like, yeah, well, it's a radar. It's like two something in the last. Yeah. He was peeling ground off him. I know yeah. he had a weight advantage, but. And they've supported he, MTA in early markets, been 330 yeah. into $3 flat. So. Yeah. I think I think we sort of covered the main chances there. I can, I can, anyone who wants to back Chevelle de Varga, you know that he's going to roll forward and he's going to be very hard to get past. So whatever beats is, is strong enough to get past him, you get a feeling it's probably going to be MTA, maybe Chile Assault. Chile Assault's mm. double the price of, or yeah, double, two and a half times the price of MTA. Mm. So second up, Paul Harvey on from gate two is probably going to get so often just needs probably doesn't try after the yeah. 50 meter mark. <laughs> yeah if he gets chopped out you never know whether it was he's gonna uh, have an attempt to um 
to get uh, to get back involved on Chile's hot. And um, but the interesting runner for mine resuming Brave Dream been off the scene for quite a while. I think it was Belmont winter last year where we saw it peel off a few wins in a row. It looked like it was really emerging mm. after being a bit of a uh, question mark horse early in its career, uh, a bit of a money burner. Uh, but really, like it had switched on, and so trolled twice a, in the lead up. Mount, did a mountain of work for the bookies early doors. Brave did, Dream, yeah, put a few uh, <laughs> few of their kids through private school. I did uh, Brave Dream, but came back uh, last prep and just to, just went to a whole another level. What do you make of its trials? I know it's a bit hard to tell with the last one being down the back straight there at Lake Hill, but what have you made of it? Her, her, his, her, 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 two, her two trials. Yeah, I thought they were. Pass marks that oh, yeah. not ones to follow early in the yeah. prep, but one that it can build into. It. Like I want to see it go round. Yeah, definitely. They won't get on me. Like get on type trials. I, I, I thought. I feel as if she's just going to be steaming late, and it's just going to be all right. Like wait for her um, second or third up. This yeah, I actually thought the first one under Vic was really good, and then the most recent one when Johnson Porter went on, I thought was pretty plain. They tell me that the there was a section of the Lucky like, Straight trial track that was wasn't great like uh it was heavier than the um sem- the inside yeah. i believe inside. was quite poor yeah and i feel as though that's where yeah well, not was, that we know <laughs> she, it looked from from our vantage point it appeared as though she may have been in that because she didn't really pick up like you would expect it no. to so i just yeah big watch on brave dream she's never up. she's never placed at any of her first up efforts in her career yeah. to date and although she's a maturing five-year-old now she's had the four trials since she was last seen at the races and i just think that although i am definitely respecting of the combination mm. and the horse from what she's done in the uh, in my market i'd be surprised if this is her race first up good little race i think there's yeah. there, there'll be people who just back this horse regardless he always he's just a he's a good horse but it's a tough task from 12 with sixty thousand to 1400 it's just not the right slow placement well. yeah um featherweight um just with if it can get a smother um and not not over over exert like it uh, did recently that it could uh, it could run a race as well so there's going to be a few horses there ch- taking up percentages of the market so but yeah i feel as though we've touched on the, the main hopes there from a price point of view i'm going to settle on chili is hot for now uh, i think that 750 considering i marked chili is hot and mta kind of closer together than the current market suggests and i think i think out in front riley riley's uh, best bet of the day cheval de varga yeah we, we, we're not gonna we're not gonna come on the one one and tip bit of merit even money to be our best bet of the yeah. day so we'll roll with Chevelle de Varga impressive like it like it a lot Riley Morgan so here we go it's the uh, it's the feature of the day it's the Furphy Strickland Stakes Group 3 2000 metres weight for age um what a race it's been over the years. During during my early years, it was always running sort of November, December. This uh, November, this race was a was a was a sort of starting point for the Perth Cup. for the carnival. Yeah, um, and it was a bit of a it was more of a lead up to what's now the Kingston Town, which might be the Norley, but we'll find out about that soon. Uh, it was sort of more of a lead up then. And then it's been repositioned to the um, to the Belmont Winter, and I reckon it's worked really well. Uh, this two thousand meter weight for age. Sort of to to finish off the the series, um, so it's been at Belmont over the two thousand meters since twenty eleven, um, and it's got a honor roll of really really good horses that have won this style. race. Yeah, this race. Yeah, one of my a- old favourites, Material Man. Yeah, as well. Material Man won it twice. Galaxy Star Scales of Justice. It's a him. Fisher Bandana. 
Mr. Moe, Wana Railway, and uh, got us got us spoken as well. Um, then yeah, good horses. It's been a good horses race for a long time, and uh, uh, my father. Uh, rang me up on the way to uh, to the Belmont Library where we're recording today. Just wanted to remind me that he won the Strickland Stakes back in <laughs> 1974 on a horse by the name of Haymaker for Colin Hayes. That was uh, in the glory days of WA Racing when uh, all the big stables used to come across. And Haymaker had won the Victoria Derby in the uh, Melbourne Spring. He would, have, he would have thrown a few of those in his time, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. Uh, so he won the Victoria Derby Haymaker. Then he came to Perth. He won the Strickland Stakes. He, he won an Australian Derby here. And then he ran fifth in the Perth Cup as a three-year-old. Must have been some horse was Haymaker. But uh, Dad was very quick to remind me that uh, Haymaker was a Strickland Stakes, one of the great Strickland Stakes winners and uh, that he happened to be aboard way back in 1974. But in the 2022, Two Strickland Stakes, we could be seeing another superstar here. Got his chosen. I just cannot get over that uh, Hyperion Stakes performance. It was incredible stuff from Got his chosen, and he got beat following up from an incredible performance in the Belmont State uh, Belmont Sprint, where he actually won. Uh, when I saw that dollar ninety five yesterday, Got his chosen. I was just like, I don't know. Like, just feels like value <laughs> for yeah, some feels reason right. feels like felt like value for me what do you go what's your take tommy <laughs> value um no no i just i disagree because i just want to take it up like yeah. i don't like backing two dollar things so i'll try and find a way to get it beat so yeah. i've done this market basically taking i've really taken on captain chaos yeah. i don't think um it's a 2000 meter horse in the slightest as much as you know it's flying and last start was decent win but just for me i I think there's better horses around it. I think Maricino, Notorious One, and even a horse like Rosh Shapovich, I think actually have better chances than it over the 2,000. So I've got them shorter in my market. I still have got his chosen favourite at the $3 mark, but I just I didn't want to make, back it. $3. I don't want to back it. So yeah, yeah. If I've got $3, I'd have a mortgage on it, but yeah, it's yeah. Not, not the point. It's more or less trying to find something else around it that I think can get it beat. On Why did you settle on three though? Is that because you wanted to make it three because you didn't want to back it or do you make it – was that was that the figures that you that came out on you? Uh, I adjusted the figures a little bit, but yeah. not too much more. Like I do have reservations at two thousand meters. Mm-hmm. Like first first time at the trip, um, I kind of will sting a horse a little bit. So it wasn't like I've I haven't blatantly lied about its rating. I just have it a little bit longer just yeah. to. Um, kind of generate a little bit of interest outside it. So I thought Maricino was a huge run last start and now finds a race where it'll end up on the on the rail out in front, I think, and get it relatively soft. I can't see a heap of speed, maybe Black Shadow. Um, but I think that'll try and peel out anyway. I don't think it'll have the speed to keep up early. Um, and then a horse like Notorious One, I just... I have third elect, but I don't know if I can keep backing it. <laughs> Last start was, I don't know if it was the right decision. Feel free because I'm done. <laughs> I'm I don't done. know if, if the the choice of how he rode it was the right decision for a horse that lays in. Yeah. Um, but again, draws barrier two here. I, th- I think it's a perfect opportunity here for Notorious One to stalk them and um, look to stay on the fence the whole way, if possible, if Maricino rolls off. And hopefully a horse like God has chosen does find some traffic issues back in the field. But I'm not I'm not overly keen on, you know, launching a horse that has more problems than most. So for me it's a it's a tricky one if the right price permits and notorious one gets out to I don't know what price it is now, but what do you want? I'm eight ten, so I'd want twelve. Okay. Um 
for me, I think it's a horse I wouldn't want to back much less than that. Brad Parnham going on. Happy with that? Uh, happy with the a, left with yeah. a jockey change and happy with a rider that can use the left whip. Yeah. So for me, it's a positive jockey change in that sense that the left hand can be used. Um, he was a nine fifty chance in the high period as well. So um, yeah, so like he he was he was found, wasn't he? Yeah. To, to a degree, considering God has chosen was a dollar eighty. So he was yeah, effectively exactly. second or third favorite that day, wasn't he? Um, a lot of people were on. Uh, Brad going on with that, just that strength and the ability to use the stick of the left and having one on Notorious One previously. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it makes a bit of sense. They're just sort of coiled up from two, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. and I, mean, I don't know how you see the market playing, but you kind of expect that God has chosen once again is going to be supported, whether or not it's crunched, but I think it holds quite firm. I think of a horse like Captain Chaos has to get out a bit in the market. Yeah. But I can't see Notorious One getting you know truckload unless it's stable money so for, i think it just feels like it's the obvious danger doesn't it yeah so so depending on where, what your starting point is for god has chosen then your second level of your second tier has to be notorious one doesn't it yeah i'm notorious one and maritina uh, i've got around yeah. the same mark so i'm similar um <clears throat> for me interesting from a map perspective here i didn't have an obvious breeze horse was I was of the opinion that Marachino is probably your leader and I think that the most likely scenario for me is that he crosses Black Shadow who's happy to just take the trail in behind leaders back. Did you think they might be a bit more positive on Rostropovich on yes. Saturday? Yes, I, I thought they would roll forward. I thought that was the interesting aspect if they roll forward with Rostropovich. Yeah. A bit of a curveball was just my, my, my way of thinking was it could be something up Lindsay Smith's alley to try and get – God has chosen to settle in a more forward position, stepping up to the two thousand meters, and I wouldn't be completely shocked if God has chosen ended up in the breeze here. To be to be brutally honest with you, um, I always felt even when he was doing it so impressively last prep that God has chosen would appreciate or even improve getting out to a trip of this distance and unequivocally should have won the Hyperion. So understandably starts very short here, blah, 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 hard to beat. Yes, very, but I'm just interested in regards to the tactics where Clint decides to settle him in the run. It could be a little sticky early doors and what looks to be quite a muddling beginning, mm -hmm. especially early, yeah, with no great deal of speed engaged. I'm $2.05, I've marked him, so no real surprises from me, but I do love a bit of um, romanticism in racing, and one that's over my price in the field is the uh, the old boy Rostropovich. Mm. And boy, would I enjoy to see him wind back the clock here. I thought his run in the Hyperion was huge. He was never on the track, and he just kept coming. It was coming. kind of wild, wasn't it, really? It was yeah. a massive run. <laughs> He's just kept coming at them, and you'd think stepping up to 2,000 metres, it would be more in his wheelhouse, and he, he maps for a far more economical- Which, which is why- if you wanted, what what would Rostropovich's edge be on a horse like God has God has chosen? Have to be stamina, his, his yeah. stamina, his staying so, staying capabilities. So you're gonna have to you're going to either have to rely on Marachino rolling, which he has sort of been doing yeah. consistently now, hasn't he? He likes he, he's not a horse. I think it's the way to ride. Him, he can't so. you can't fight him. He just no. have to. So Rostropovich could all is has to be the breeze horse, doesn't he? Just store because if you're gonna suck back for a one one on Rostropovich, like God has chosen, is gonna. 
going to smoke you. Yeah, really. the only thing I thought it was stopping is if Black Shadow did want to go early yeah. and then Maratuna goes and they yeah. want to peel yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I was keep com- the free I'm convinced that Black Shadow is going to be happy to let Maratuna do his thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm convinced that's going to be what happens. And just I was speaking to Luke, I think it was pretty sure it was at our um, our 1-1 podcast uh, function that this is this discarded Melbourne Cup import who when he got to Luke, he was basically bare bones. He wouldn't eat and he's now got him back to being a live chance in a group three. So credit where credit due, credit where credit is due. LK has done a fantastic job just to get him back to racing at this level. And I'm sure he'd be over the moon if this horse just ran a drum. But um, I've marked him $12 currently in, in my market and he's, he's $19 at the moment. So under current circumstances, he, for me, poses the value. I feel as though he's one that's going to be sort of chipped. His price is going to be chipped away at. Um as the, because do we really want to? Do people really want to be on Captain Chaos? I don't yeah, know. I've, I've really do, stung do Captain people, Chaos. I'm the same will, as Tom. Yeah. I'm completely convinced. I'm. I'm just. I just don't think Captain Chaos will run out strong. Do people really want to be on Platoon? Maybe. Surely not. Not. Do people really want to be on Prince Turbo? I mean, these are all the horses these. that are ahead of Rostropovich in the market. So it feels like currently twenty six dollars best available Rostropovich. That he could be the horse that comes in maybe even starts fifteen. One thing that does like that. work big time in. Prince Turbo's favour is you know that there's a lot of horses here who are a question mark at the 2000 and you know 2000 metres is right in Prince Turbo's sweet spot. He's performed really well in better races than this, I'd, I'd say, looking through his form. Yeah, he's running the Perth Cup, yep. So he's yep. performed really well in better races than this and although people will probably look at the last start effort and see, oh, he's only just been able to get past double digit, that wasn't a staying race. That was a complete sit and sprint, and he's had to pick them up from last. And I thought it was a massive effort in being able to do so. Paul Harvey jumps aboard. Prince Turbo is another that I think could throw a bit of X factor into this race if you if you want to take the blinkers off. Um, looking at God has chosen being the even money elect. Mm. My thing with Prince Turbo was like you look at it. I uh, ran sixth in a Perth Cup, but that year, so Mississippi Delta won. Missile launch and Taxagano second and third. Mm. I'd argue that this field is not too far off that level. And if not, but I think horses like Notorious One, God has chosen, um, even maybe maybe Russia Probably don't know, but I think they're better horses than those. We like can conclusively say that they are more talented horses. So just I thought a horse that's gonna be back last, I don't or back in the field will find it hard to pick these up even especially at 59 kilos that is medium on level weight so I he's, just just, he's got fit, he's got fitness and yeah fitness form and um uh, that 2000 meter sort of grounding to yeah. uh in his in his corner doesn't he so um and the pond and the pond yeah i don't know I've, I've just got a feeling that this could be like a gap job here got his chosen i know that's pretty easy to say at the prices and what he's been showing but i don't i can't see clint Clint's just got to keep this horse out of out of strife, and if he get if he can be cl- a touch closer in a smaller field, um, not as strong as the Belmont Sprint and the Hyperion, um, and if he can just show that same power, then uh, good luck. I just don't think anything can lay a glove on him on Saturday, um, but uh, and yeah, we'll. Head he wins if he wins on Saturday he can head towards the pinnacles later in the year as one of the one of the pin up locals so uh, which is good to see um, non Cerise and White sort of uh, star in the making so um, yeah I think this could be the the race where he just he lays a bit of a smackdown.
interesting that you know they win this you almost you, may, you don't put a line through him but it makes it awfully hard to win a railway with with that rating just keeps climbing i thought it was i thought it was silly like from a if you're heading to a railway that they went and and won the um was it the belmont spring yeah the belmont spring was where he got the it, whack yeah. so you get you get a big sting for that and if you keep winning again and the oh, last start should have won but then win again like all of a sudden that rating just keeps climbing actually and, what's the highest other highest rated horse in the race Cat chaos is 106 so there's another horse there really chaos is chaos rated second highest in the race it's it's a 106 raider because he uh, because time. he won the Hyperion. Mm. Um, so both those horses have impacted their railway chances, but they've got they've got their Kingston Town and they've also got the 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 now the old Skate Hill, which yep. is one. So they've got that extra race, which takes a bit of the takes a bit of the edge off. Um, I reckon we've so got us chosen here as well. You kind of for them they get a look at what they want to target if yeah. they do run the the trip, whether they go out of Kingston Town or yep. if they find themselves a bit flat. Maybe instead they go back to, to the 14, 14 and target that. So, in terms of the programming here, it's not a, it's a good like look for them to decide what they want to do down the line. Good problem to have, isn't it? I think, um, yeah, real, t- real, just got a real edge about him. Um, got us, got us chosen, and uh, to for him to develop as he has this prep has been quite remarkable, really. So we'll find out a bit more about him over the two thousand, I guess, on uh, on Saturday and. And um, uh, moving forward, uh, we'll see what uh, what a horse like he can do later on in the Pinnacle Series. Um, hopefully, he gets there. So that is the uh, Strickland Stakes um, analysis done. And uh, I better ask, I better ask Riley Morgan. What time is it? It is Riley Morgan five-time Get Out Stakes <laughs> champion time. I'm pretty sure. Five times. We're about to make it five times. The Get Out Stakes is an extremely popular competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest <laughs> retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Cannonball Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, what a man. He uh, owner of uh, part owner of Featherweight, so uh, could be um, He's could had be some good nice day. ones, hasn't he? Yeah, Timmy? could be a good day for him on uh, on Saturday. Timmy and his team run the show. Swing pass, say good day. Uh, let him know that you you listen to the one one. Timmy will look after you. He's uh, he's an absolute gentleman. So. Uh, Congratulations, Riley Dot Morgan. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, episode 130, get out stakes winner. Riley Morgan was nearest to pin his no white flag prediction. Mate, that's four times. Yeah, it's the, the only, uh, it was the only thing I've won the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so, uh, you're getting up there. It's quite an emotional you, victory. You, you're getting right up there in the, uh, in the honor board, in the, uh, in the history of the competition. So. Yeah, so. Five between us, how impressive. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, you been out to Market City Meats? I haven't yet, haven't yep. gone and picked up, but I, I've the other three times I have been out and uh, enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the feast. Very, Gee, they put on a good show out there at yeah, Market City Meats. Yeah, it's a good it's a good operation. Elite elite operation. Um mate, I don't know what your secret is, but whatever it is, uh it's working. Dark board is it, mate. What's that? Dartboard, isn't it? Yeah, these ones just cover the eyes. <laughs> cover the eyes and have a stab. <laughs> No Same white. way Brad McManus does his marketing. <laughs> <laughs> no white flag, just held on gamely. He knew that uh, that uh, da- uh, Riley's day clung to that result and he did the right thing by our man, Riley Morgan. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, it's race nine at Belmont this Saturday. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at the11pod. Uh, let's know who you think will win race nine and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And, of course, Tommy, we can't forget the Sam White rule. 
First in best dress. First in best dress, Sammy White. So uh, shout out to our man, Sammy there. All right, let's finish this thing off real with real strength here, gentlemen. It's the Tab Touch Be Better at Life Handicap over 1,200 metres, seven, <laughs> 78 plus. It's a ray day. This, is, a, this <laughs> is actually, I think you read the name wrong, BJ. This is the Tab Touch Absolute Ball Terror <laughs> to finish the day. <laughs> Fair it's a good one, isn't it? Fair it's a good this one. Is this, a terrific, this is how they should finish every Saturday meeting, BJ, it. with a race like this. Love it. 78 plus, 1,200 metres. It's a ray day. Big sprue course. Nothing went right for him two starts ago. Uh, bounce back uh, in uh, in 72 plus company carrying 59 drops, 1.5 kgs for following that win. Gate four. Um Looks to tick all the boxes. The market agrees. Where are we at here? It's a 280, 290. It's a ray day. However, I suspect Tommy and Riley will be operating around the edges. Am I correct? That would be rather correct. I reckon we almost, in fact, we definitely do land on my best of the day in the form of secret plan. Yeah. Um, I think this is a horse that last prep should have beat, uh, should have won almost three, four in a row with or three in a row um, when it came up against triple missiles, a bit unlucky in a few runs. Um, and I think it's a horse that this prep can head towards a winter bottom. I think it's that type of horse uh, like this year. Um, and first up, second up, had the apprentice on and then now finds itself in a race, bottom weight with Clint Johnston Porter. And smack bang on the minimum. On the minimum yeah. from barrier three where it can probably hold a spot quite close to the front, I, I believe. I think it can almost stalk them. Um, and have its dangers in touch. And for me, if it sees clear daylight, I think as much as I respect it's a ray day and some people might say it has that's a winter bottom horse, I think Secret Plan is a better horse. Mm -hmm. that in my especially with three and a half kilos. I think it's a big difference. Yeah. I don't think I think if they're next to each other at the top of the straight, I think Secret Plan can go past. Yeah. Following what you were saying, just to touch on Secret Plan last preparation, one first up over 1,200 meters with Pikey in the saddle. That was uh, October 9. Then he was three wide, no cover, got beat by Magical Dream. I think there was a key scratching before that race and there was a big delay. Yeah, so there was a 30 minute delay when yeah. it broke out. Yeah, that's right. And then he's uh, run second to Will Chino. Uh, they ran. 108, I think, for the fire for the 1200 yep. that day. They were faster than the winter. That's, and then that is, that is super well. Yeah. And they had no, and he had no luck that that day. That last start, we were in fifth behind Triple Missile and all day session. Triple Missile was uh, CJP and just uh, just absolute textbook stuff there from some CJP. Just kept piking in a pocket and um, was it was it clean on Triple Missile? Pretty sure. It was. Yes, and, I believe uh, so. And that was his last run before a spell. That was Winter Bottom Day, and I'm pretty sure Triple Missile and Secret Plan were emergencies for the Winter Bottom. Yes, that's correct. To start. So Spell came back as Tommy said, two runs with Holly Watson on board, uh, sort of building runs with weight up in grade, down on the minimum. CJP, good draw. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of with you, man. I think this is Secret Plan. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of its radar. I'm not a Winterbottom fan of Winterbottom. Oh, exactly the same. So I, I, was, I don't know if he's quite there yet. And from what I what I can gather, he's a um, he's a work in progress, which is is, is great. Um, he's three, um, still learning the cable, which is fair enough. But uh, yeah, I think he's gettable on 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 Saturday in this particular setup. Anyway, interesting 
I was going to throw that question to both of you and that it's probably a question on a lot of lips in the WA racing fraternity at the moment is how good is It's a Ray Day? What What is his ceiling? Yeah. I think it's this real big unknown at the moment. He's he's fierce. He's still pretty green. He stargazes late in his races once he hits the front, but undeniably he's got a huge engine and an upside that we aren't able to put a finger on yet and it's yeah. just what what heights he can potentially scale to. And I'm completely not one to to ever question Simon Miller, who has discussed winter bottoms with him. But mm-hmm. I feel winning a race of this strength on the weekend, I for me this is his acid test because this is this would truly stamp his quality yeah. and back up how Simon Miller feels about him at home because this is by far, in my opinion, the deepest race he has found. He positions himself on speed from a perfect draw in a race that lacks a fair bit of tactical early dash you'd Mm -hmm. think that excellent dream gets the blinkers on and holly on and although doesn't begin as sharp as he used to he should find the top here and i think it's a is most likely your breeze horse i think it's will pop off and sit on the shoulder of excellent dream and the thing with it's a day is is you'd think that he'll be the first to come after excellent dream and most likely the first to hit the front in the straight but there are going to be some very sharp Backmarking type sprinters who will be flying at him late, and if he stargazes like he has shown a tendency to do, it will be heart in mouth stuff. If you are on, so yeah, you'd be closes, uh, secret plan, angelic miss, those type of horses. Interesting to see what they do tactically with Bright Diamond from eleven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. could be one running on late as well. So um, I think he's going to hit the front and be in front. It just depends. We'll see what is like what Riley said. We'll see what real quality he possesses because there should be no excuses for him on Saturday. I hope he does. I I still have obviously lingering question marks and I'm I'm sure you both do as well as you have have touched on, but I, I hope he does stamp himself. I think he's got this huge aura of a real, just generates that sort of superstar aura of yeah. that unsurety that we don't know how good he is. So I've marked him, I've cleared out in my market with the two runners we've spent most of our time discussing. I'm $3.10, it's a Ray Day and $4 secret plan. So at the moment, we're currently looking at two seventy-five. it's a Ray Day and four forty secret plan. So at the moment, secret plans probably the way I would be leaning if that's a similar price come the time they do jump, but they are, to me, the two that you want to be zeroing in on in the last here on the weekend in an absolute, as I've said, ball terror race to finish the day. Yeah, I was I was three, um, 360, it's a right day, 360, secret plan, equal. So, secret plan's the way to go, I'm going to go. So I was three flat, secret plan. Yeah. Um, quite aggressive. Interesting that last start, it's a right day, was quite a notable drifter. Yeah, um, well, the money was for timely outburst. For timely yeah, outburst. Exactly. But it's a right day coming from Simon Miller, betting stable and a horse that's been backed in before. I thought it was one that 100% would be supported. So, interesting here um, just to – you know, get a gauge on what the market's doing. It might do something wild. You might see Secret Plan get back from the hills and start almost favourite. Um, and it's a radio find itself out to that 350, mm. 360 quote. So it's definitely quite interesting. I don't see the money coming for Bright Diamond with the um, apprentice going on and the other runners are around their mark. I think Mikando, Angelic Miss. They're all, all going to get squeezed. Aren't yeah, they're yeah. All, this has got to be a squeeze somewhere. So Angelic I, Miss was probably the one that. On her best form, she's competitive here. I was disappointed yeah. with her performance fresh. I thought in the conditions with the run she had, she's she's spotting Bright Diamond two lengths on straightening and only finished 
two lengths pretty much behind her on the post. So she hasn't made any ground on on Bright Diamond in the straight there. So I was a little disappointed with that with that performance. And if she does take ground late in that run and finishes half a length off Bright Diamond, you think, great, terrific pipe opener moving forward. But for me, the wheels almost looked to spin a little there before she did start to build yeah, some momentum. Yeah, I wonder if it was quick thousand thousand as well. thousand just sort of. Just sort of wasn't quite yeah. a go. There we'll we'll know more on. Yeah, so twelve hundred meters is fast suitable, and but it, as this is an incredibly hot field, so I'd like to see her do it again before jumping back on board. But I've got plenty of time for Angelic Miss yeah, as well. She's a good mare. Yeah, uh, on top, I'm going to go against the grain. Uh, current price is my is secret plans over my price, but I'm going to go with It's a Ray Day. All right, secret plan for me and Tommy's very keen. All right, boys, let's take a break and we'll be back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Strickland Stakes Day. We are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Strickland Stakes Day. Riley Morgan, your Betfair best. Betfair best aren't going to tip an odds on pop in bit of merit as our best, so we'll do it Terry Layton style. We go our best bet, Chevelle de Varga. All, all up. Chevelle <laughs> <laughs> uh, de Varga for Riley. Tommy. Uh, my best comes in the last in the get out stakes. Uh, we'll go secret plan at the 440, I believe it is currently. I think that's great value. It looks a good price. In the last of the day. Very good. All right. Uh, I'm going to get my uh, bet fair best. I'm going to get in the spirit of the free entry to Belmont Park play. I'm going to get off to a double banger flyer. Uh, my bet fair best in the first is one cool gal. Got a bit, bit of quality about Ooh. this filly. I reckon she might just smoke them. So. Might be a bit of pep in your step walking yeah. down the street. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> two, be, winners, two, two winners after race one. <laughs> yeah, I'll be huffing and puffing, but we'll uh, we'll uh, we up and about after the first at uh, Belmont on Saturday. Who is your Maddie? My Maddie is in the Strickland Stakes, and we're going to go with LK Fernie Rostropovich. I think that would be a popular Maddie. I like it. I'll go. I'll go a uh, system two with. Quite odd. Prize pursuit into false statement into Fangio. It'll get you around 50 to 1 if 2 get up. So, I like that's it. mad enough, I think. No mini winnie? No, nah, see, that's my that's the other maddie, but mini winnie could run dead last by 36 lengths. So, it's just play them all. That's, that's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a solution. Play everything. Back everything. You, you, don't need, you don't even need one result to get – one winner to get a result there, surely. <laughs> Very good, Tommy. I haven't heard that one before. System two, we'll do that. Um, all right, so I struggled with my Maddie. I just thought, I thought the thing that stood out to me from a class point of view and from a price point of view was in the three odd thousand flying missile. Very good horse coming out of a very strong first up race as a sticky draw. But if things happen to work out, then I think she's better than a twenty to one chance. I think flying missile number one in uh, race four, even though uh, and with the money expected to flow, continue to flow for a bit of merit could um, could be a bit of juice there. So flying missile is my Maddie. Uh, lay for uh, Shook and Stakes Day. What do we got? Race two. Rule Lee. Have a spell, Brad. Seriously. That can't be favourite, can it? <laughs> <laughs> what price did Brad go up? You know, sorry, I thought he went up with three. three in front of it. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did. Seriously? I mean, I've got – I almost have a three in front of it, but there's a digit across. So, <laughs> um, I'm similar. I think Rule Lee's also lay, but I'll go lay of the day, time the outburst. I think I'm – Yeah, Brad's got a 370. Double, I'm double figures, time the outburst, so I'll go make that my lay of the day. Yeah, 370, Rule Lee. I was Rule Lee as well. I did, yeah. So, that was uh, – but it sort of looks like it's wobbled a bit. 
since we've been talking anyway. But uh, it's from 12, it's going to be back. Need luck. Uh, Native chimes, break some up. Yeah, I don't really want to be on rule lease. So um, that is Strickland Stakes Day preview done. Um, big thank you to Riley Morgan and Tommy Johnson for checking all the way to the Belmont Library. The and uh, recording episode 131 of the 1-1. One, one. Uh, big weekend ahead. Uh, hopefully the mighty West Coast Eagles can uh, get the job done tomorrow night. But um, we live in hope. Uh, good luck, gentlemen, on the weekend. Uh, happy punting. Gamble responsibly. Thanks to producer Jen for putting all this together and to all our listeners for tuning in. Um, apologies, no mastermind this week, but we'll be back with a fresh, um, two fresh contestants next week playing for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since 1899. Cole, but- Potter, and- Cole Potter and Kieran Evans back. Grudge match, do you think? I reckon. Take take two? Yeah. Just make sure you have 25 questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, could be grudge match mark two between uh, Potsy there and Kevin Evans. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to Sugar Stakes Day out of Belmont on Saturday and until next week on the 1-1.